Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. We're going to sing about the faithfulness of God. Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness. He's such a faithful God. I've seen Him show up for me in unique ways. You know, that's why I, I'm quite reckless when I worship. I start doing anyhow, anyhow, anywhere beloved. Somebody say anywhere beloved. Are you ready to worship God with me like that? That is the kind of worship I want. To put your hands somebody
Faithful, faithful God, hallelujah, we serve. We are so grateful for his love. We are so grateful for his mercy because as he is good and his love and the word forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Bless every life listening. Lord, bless your life. Speak to our lives tonight, Lord Jesus. Let your presence and anointing be felt tonight in Jesus' name. Touch every life. Touch anyone listening and bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you, Lord. Shalom, early. Shalom, Brother Miguel. Thank you, Lord. I'm here with my brother Tony. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We are grateful for the opportunity that God gave us to share his word, his revelation. Amen. Right before it. The return of Jesus, because Jesus is coming so soon now, more than ever. Now, that is what we will be talking about tonight. Thank you, Lord, how close the coming of Jesus is. The Lord says, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, my brother and sister, we will be changed. The trumpet will sound, we will be changed. We will be transformed. This is so close now, more than ever. And so this is why we need to stay in union, communion with God, listening to his word, listening to his revelation, listening to his teaching, encouraging one another, the Apostle Paul, to uh, tell the Thessalonians, that especially when we see this day so close, my brothers and sisters, we need to be encouraging one another. Hallelujah. Occupy in his vineyard before his return. 
my brother and sister, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. Then shall we, hallelujah, which will live and remain, shall be caught up with them also in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so she will ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort yourself one another with this word. These words are so comforting, that comforting that the Lord is about, Shalom, Sister Regina, amen, the Lord's servant, is about to return. He's about to come for us. You do not want to miss the rapture because the pain of knowing that you could have been gone, that you could have disappeared with them that went home, my brother insisted, Amen. If someone die in the judgment to come and is saved, was saved by grace, the person can be saved and go to the value of heaven, my brother and sister. But staying behind because the person should have been repenting, but did not take the time to repent, that, that is, that's going to be difficult. What do you think, Brother Tony? Yeah. Yeah, it is going to be difficult. Um, you know, for those that stay behind, but now we have this little time left, and and uh, we are to, uh, you know, get closer to the Lord now, you know. We have to be in sincere repentance and and uh, and also pray like you were talking earlier. Pray for the, you know, pray. Pray for our family members, you know, pray. And like the Bible says, watch, you know, watch and uh, and pray. Amen. Pray. As I was sharing, I pray for people's salvation. Even though they're saved, because we're saved by grace. Yeah. And and this grace is about to end. Mm -hmm. It's going to go into the timing of the great tribulation, and a lot of people are struggling with sin, with guilt, guiltness of the devil. The devil makes them guilty of things that they did years ago, and they've been repenting for that. But sometimes they go into that. Um. They go through the painful emotion of what they did. The devil brings it to mind and discourages people. And then they say, what do I need to pray for? The devil deceived them. And this is why Jesus said, be you not deceived. Because easily the devil can deceive anyone, my brother and sister. But if we remain under the blood, repenting. People criticize me for always talking about repenting. Oh, why do I need to repent so much? It's, it's repenting keeps us under the blood. And through the blood, we are saved, the Bible says. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So how do you want to, you want to be found worthy, Jesus says, to escape. That's righteous. No unrighteousness in your life. That's the only way you can be found worthy, like the foolish right version that we're now repenting daily. They were not found ready. They were not found prepared. And they were bright. They went to church like the other ones. They saw the face of Jesus like the other ones. They knew the Lord like the other ones. So why did they end up staying? Because they did not consecrate it. And so I say, sure. Consecration is the word for you and I, for anyone, my brother and sister. Because temptation, they're out there, many, plenty, every day. But if you stay consecrated for the Lord, you don't run the risk of staying behind. You will be fine worthy under the blood to escape. 
that we find worthy, and worthy is being under the blood. And the blood cleanses you from all righteousness, then you'll be right standing with God in Christ, my brother and sister. So, so important that we, we look to be ready, being found, found, be found right to ready. It's the word. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord's given me a revelation yesterday morning, powerful one, I believe. Thank you, Lord. I, I was listening to mine from around the world. Uh, a Pastor Bagley program online, and there was another sister that I was I was listening to. She always talks about Mike from around the world and the, and the things he received. My brother, my sister, I said, you know, it's better to hear from the Lord in regard to a lot of things He talks about. We don't want to be deceived. We don't want to be misled, and none of these things. So the Lord wanted to show me something that Mike from around the world was talking about, and it, um, he says that in, in Maui, when they had that fire started in Maui, there was a laser. Uh, it was unexpected that someone stay homesick from work, laying on the couch, looking through the window, and saw a laser when the fire started in Maui. And so immediately he, this person knew that this was caused by a, a laser. And so... My phone around the world was talking about this, so I'm like, okay, Lord, if, if this is true, somehow we're going to receive something from the Lord is what I was thinking. And, and the Lord is so grateful to us that he showed me, my brother and sister, this, that I saw my brother and sister. And before I go into the revelation, we'll give our brothers and sisters some time to log in. Let me go ahead and go into the word, my brother and sister. Jesus says in Matthew 24, 15, When you therefore see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, who reader let him understand? My brother and sister, Daniel talks about the abomination of desolation in Daniel 11. My brother and sister. But the abomination of desolation in Daniel 11 that he's talking about is when the Antichrist with his forces are heading to, the, to, to Israel to take over the land, my brother and sister. The king of the north, and the, king, the king of the south, hallelujah. And then he says, hallelujah, he shall enter into the pleasant land, and many countries shall be overthrown. By these shall escape out of his hand, Iram, Moab, the chief of the children of Ammon. And he shall stretch forth his hand also upon the country, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. But he shall have power to uh, over the treasure, gold, and silver, and over the precious things of Egypt and the Libyan and, and black moor where he shall pass. But the tiding out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. Therefore he shall go forward with great wrath to destroy the root out of many. Okay? And he shall plan the tabernacle of his palace between the seed of the glorious holy mountain. And he shall come to his end and none to help him. The Antichrist, my brother and sister, got his plan to go to the promised land and bring distraction over them. Hallelujah. But God, who is in control of everything, who knows everything, is not going to allow him to destroy the Jewish people because at the end of the day, that's what he wants, my brother and sister. 
she wants to destroy the Jewish people. It says in verse 29, at the appointed, uh, 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 at the time appointed, he shall return. See that in God, everything is appointed, my brother and sister. Everything is appointed for when the Antichrist is going to go, hallelujah, to the promised land and, and, and set in the third temple that the Jewish people would have ready by the middle of the great tribulation. That's why some people say that the first three years, three, three and a half years, are going to be peaceful because of the construction of the third temple. But it's not peaceful um, all over the world. It's only peaceful mostly in Israel. Because in Israel, Michael, the archangel Michael is going to be there protecting God's people, protecting the land. So this is why the Antichrist, when you hear the news, okay, he cannot go into the land yet. It's for an appointed time, my brother and sister. And yesterday morning, the Lord takes me in the spirit to the kingdom of the Antichrist. I saw the Antichrist sitting in a throne. He had a crown over his head. Right now where he is, he has a crown over the head, his head. Okay, as the men of sin, as the Antichrist, as the men of perdition. Okay, and he was sitting in a, like in a control room at this very moment when I saw him, when the Lord brought me in. And he had a, a, a like control with his hand, controlling a laser from a satellite. The control room where he was, I believe it was wireless, because I didn't see no wire was controlling the satellite that had a huge laser that he can point to any state and cause heat and fire. At that very moment, I could see him enjoying, at that very moment, I saw when he put the laser over Maui and caused the fire, the heat. And he had this laughter, enjoying what he was doing, the pain and suffering that he was causing people, my brother and sisters. He will go back on his king's chair and laugh about what he was doing. Every time he would press a button and that laser will hit any state, any part of the earth and cut all that heat, he will be laughing because, you know, it was devastation he was causing. Well, the, the very word for, for, in Matthew 24, for, for desolation, I looked it up in the dictionary, it's also devastation, my brothers and sisters. Devastation. But here's what I was meditating that the Lord Jesus was telling us in Matthew 24, 15. Because the word abomination, abomination is one of the greatest sins in the Bible, like idolatry or worshiping fallen angel. Okay? So the word abomination can be read as when you therefore see Obama, okay, when you see Obama devastation spoken by Daniel the prophet, okay, standing in the holy place, who really let him understand, okay? If you, you could say an abomination of Obama because he's an abomination to God. And Jesus is revealing that to us through his word. Because when they put his name in the Bible code, it came out that he as the men of sin, as a falling star. My brother and sister, his name came up this way, in which a lot of people were shocked six years ago when they put a, his name. My brother and sister, 
It was shocking to a lot of people. Why did his name come off as some son of perdition, like Judah, or the men of sin? And his name completely, Barack Hussein Obama, 666. My brother and sister, when they, it comes out of 666 clearly, and the Jewish rabbi, who was doing this, Shalom, Sister Wendy, they didn't have the Old Testament when they would, the New Testament, I'm sorry. They were putting it through the Bible core of the Old Testament, and still all this was coming up about him. Shocking, 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 shocking. So I saw him sitting in his throne as the men of sin. My brother and sister. And then he says, there was a, a, a demon that came into the room. And he says, I have told you, all of you, to report to me. Because I'm, I'm, right now, I'm about to start my kingdom, my reign. And I need all of you to report to me. Okay? All the progress. That all is ready, that all is finished. And the demon was reporting back to him, the principality, telling him to him that it all was ready. That they have accomplished everything he asked them to accomplish. And that everything was ready for him to begin his kingdom now. Now. And I heard them use the word now, which left me to understand when the Lord says to me a few days before, but a body and a movement will be out of here. My brothers and sisters, this is so close. Remember that the Antichrist is for an appointed time, as Daniel said. He cannot begin his kingdom unless the Lord says, okay, you may begin. So for him to be saying now he's about to begin, my brothers and sisters, this month of the t- September, they're about to begin a seven-year peace treaty. The UN, some say 18 or 19, but Pastor Bagley was saying from the, from the 18th to the 23rd, or to the 19th to the 23rd of September this year, 2023. They're about to sign the UN with all the nations in agreement, all the nations in agreement have agreed to sign a seven years peace treaty, my brother and sister, which is so biblical. My brother and sister, this peace treaty is so biblical. Thank you, Lord. And it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. He says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 3, But when they shall say, Peace and safety, they shall come upon them sudden destruction, as a travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. I believe the sudden destruction is a major earthquake that the Lord is speaking about. My brother and sisters, so a major earthquake coming to this nation that the Lord for years has been speaking. My brother and sisters, I've been saying, I truly believe we're very close. The Lord has confirmed it to me. We're very, very close to this judgment. Father confirmed it to me now a few, a few weeks ago. The Lord, hallelujah. And, and when Father spoke to me about this judgment to come, I knew that because the Lord had been speaking to me about it since the beginning of this year. I knew this year was so prophetic. 23, I knew it was so prophetic. And in the, in the first week of this year, the Lord and Father came to me 
to speak to me of the things to come. And as the Lord Father was speaking to me, I can see the judgment disclosing. I didn't want to say, oh, it was for this year, because I didn't want to talk about a time or season. Because Paul said that I will not have to talk to you about time and season, because you know very well, because we go by the signs and wonders. My brother and sister, so it's not good to focus on a year, but I knew this year was very prophetic. My brother and sister, very, very prophetic. Hallelujah. The Bible only talks about the men of sin and the Antichrist, but the one in control is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three, that give testimony. Two is the, is the men of sin and the Antichrist, and three is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who's in control. 23 is so prophetic. It's so significant. My brother and sister, but only God knows the day and hour. We we'll always have to say that, my brother and sister. But we know in our spirit. Brother Tony, what you been telling me, what you've been feeling in your spirit about what is to come? Yeah, yeah, I've been feeling it, you know, um, very, very powerful lately, how everything is soon, very soon. And in just one of these days, everything we've been talking about is going to come to pass, you know. That's what I've been feeling in my spirit, and uh, it's it's a very, very like um, it's a, yeah, it's very soon, very very soon. What's you know what we've been, what you've been you know talking about is about to take place, and exactly as the Lord has spoken it to you, that's how it's gonna happen. Um, you know, of course, it's timing, but yeah, He has He has put that in me and many others, you know in our spirits that it is soon, it is very soon, and, and uh, just like this word says, you know, watch, watch, you know, watch, you know, keep, you know, um, staying close to the Lord, and, yeah, he's, he's very soon, uh, very soon, one of these days, we're going to find ourselves, you know, uh, right there where we always wanted to be, you know, like for us, you know, we want the Lord, and just sooner than we, than we know we're going to be, Standing right, you know, he's gonna be standing right in front of us, you know, calling mm-hmm. us by our names. And, but yeah, all these things are very close to happening. And uh, just like the Lord gave you that revelation, you know, it's because everything is is very soon. And, Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Very soon. And Luke thirteen thirty says, "Behold, there are last which shall be first, and there are first that shall be last." You know, a lot of people who got called to be ready for the rapture, who were first, have become last, great tribulation. Yeah. But a lot of the people that are last, coming in the last minute, are, be, are being first to go home in the rapture. First flight. I love what it says in the play here in North Carolina. First and flight. First and flight, yeah. First and flight. Mm-hmm. When I got the play, oh, man, that was so significant to me. Yeah. When I went to Motor Vehicle and got my plate, and it says first and fly, I said, that's exactly what I'm here for. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So yeah. prophetic, so significant. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Because he has chosen us for being first and fly. Yeah. Many first are last because they get, they're getting vaccinated, mm-hmm. and, and that contaminates the body. My brother existed. And that takes a lot of repentance to being cleansed out of their body. A lot. Like people cannot even imagine. 
what they have done to their body takes a lot of repenting. Well, it takes seven years of repenting, as Jesus showed me. It's going to take seven years of repenting to get all that contamination, that corruption of the DNA. The devil, what he did in the times of Noah, he corrupted all flesh. And the way he corrupted all flesh is by correcting the DNA. And like someone said, he did it in the times of Noah. He did it again in the last days. And people who should have been praying and watching were not praying and watching, and that's why they got caught by surprise. Because if someone got vaccinated knowing the Lord, it's because they were not doing what Jesus said, watch and pray. They were not doing that. They were not obeying the calling. And the calling, it's important that we obey. He's our commander-in-chief. My brother, he's our boss. And he told us to pray and watch, watch and pray. And that's what we should be doing. Every week, every day we should be praying. Every week we should be fasting, washing, consecrating ourselves for the Lord, knowing and understanding the calling he has on our lives that we need to take serious, serious. Remember when Father said to Brother Larry, this is life and death. And most of the other people choose life or death. Choose you these days, Elijah said, who ye are going to serve. This is the moment of choice. So when people say later on, well, I didn't know that that was in the by scene. The Lord is the Lord is going to say, no, you made a choice. And you made a choice based, based on your own spiritual state. Because if, if you were not washing, of course you were going to make the wrong decision. If you were not watching, if you were not praying, if you were not seeking the Lord, if you were not in daily repenting, of course you were going to make that mistake. Why did God deliver some, so many, and some were not delivered? Because it, it, it's a, it is a choice, and it is obedient to watch and pray. You know, you think about skin soul. God says to him, to Samuel, stay here. Well, I go and, and, and pray to God, I said, Sam, Mr. So. Yeah, and I'll tell you what to do. He was talking about guidance, leading of the Lord, leading of the Spirit. That's what Samuel was talking about. I will go to the Lord and I will return to you and tell you what to do. So, and so let the people pressure him. If you're letting Biden and all these people pressure you to take the vaccine and you take it, who are you going to blame? Because you'll be like Saul blaming the people when Samuel returns. Saul, when they make the sacrifice, he was not chosen elected. He was not sanctified to make the sacrifice. He was not a priest. Okay? He, didn't, he could not do that, my brother and sister. But he let the people pressure him. Peer pressure was installed from the people. And he went, my brother and sister, and made the sacrifice. When Samuel returned from the presence of the Lord, okay, Samuel did not know the plan of God. Because God has a plan for every occasion, any test or trial in our life, there's a plan of God behind it. And sometimes you don't see it. But how do you stay committed to God during that testing trial in your life that you don't know? By seeking to be in obedience, staying and repenting, 
staying close to the Lord who's in control, like Abraham. Abraham was in the presence of the Lord when the Lord came down with his angel to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. How did, how did Abraham find out that the Lord was going to do that? He was in the presence of the Lord. This revelation in the presence of the Lord, this knowledge, this wisdom. So Samuel comes from the presence of the Lord and teaches that so how that he made the sacrifice. And Samuel said to Saul, what have you done? So the Lord had not ordained you to do to make the sacrifice. Hallelujah. And, and King Saul said, the people, the people pressure me. If you let people pressure you for you make decisions, you are not going to make wise decisions. My brother and sisters, they will be terrible decisions, terrible, terrible, that can ruin your life. Please be aware, beware, and be careful with the pressure of people. It could be family members. It could be friends. You got to be careful with the pressure of other people, pressuring you to do something that you know is not of God, even to move or make a decision to go here or there. You need to understand that where the Lord have you to be is where he wants you to be. And if the Lord has not told you to do anything, move. Don't move. Wait on the Lord for guidance like Samuel. I will go and praise so, and I will tell you what to do. Samuel didn't know. When did the Lord want the sacrifice to be, should be done? He was the high priest. If he was walking by pride, by his own choose, as they say, he would have just killed the animal and made the sacrifice. And the Lord would say, what do you do, Samuel? I didn't tell you to make the sacrifice yet. Because it's by the guidance. But Samuel understood that in his relationship with God. The only way you're going to know the heart of God is by walking with him. You'll know his heart. You'll know what's in his heart. What's in his mind? Because Paul said that we have the mind of Christ. But how are you going to know what's in his mind? You have to be one with him, connected. My brother and sister, one. We were talking this week, Brother Ben and I, as he was visiting, that the Bible, I was telling Brother Ben, there's something that's been in me for a long time. That the Bible says that all everyone right the run the race, but only one gets the prize. I don't get that. How can it be thousands of Christians running? And how can one be coordinated receive the crown? That made no sense to me. That made no sense to me. And the Lord, like he spoke to Peter, hallelujah, when he was Jesus, the revelation came to him. The one is the church. The one is the elect is selected. We are one in Christ. We're all one in him. That one that gets the crown is the bride of Christ. She gets crowned. She receives a crown. She receives the prize when she makes it home. Thank you, Lord. Each and one of us, we're one in the Lord. That's why one receives the crown. All of us join together. That's why we help one another. We encourage one another. My brother and my sister, it's how we've been chosen, elected, selected by the Lord, to be one in him. As the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one, so is the bride. 
we're, di- we're members with different functions in the body. We're in different stay in different countries, in different nations. But we're still one. We still won. My brother Miguel is in Colombia. We're one in the Lord. This then don't matter. He's my brother in Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We pray for one another every day. Why? Because we're one. We love one another. This thing doesn't matter where you are, where we are. We're one in the Lord. My brother, my sister, thank you, Lord. One gets crowned. In the oneness of the Lord, we're all going to receive a crown in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Very, very soon, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we're going to be crowned. This is so quickly now. This is like, a, this is less than around the corner. Because one time he showed me in the spirit, I was wondering what the bride was. And he had me go around the corner and I see the bride coming running. She was not yet gone around the corner completely back then when I saw her a few months ago. But now she is in her sight of ending the race. Now many people are beginning to see the end of the race in the spirit because it's in on our sight. It might be only a few feet away. That's why we can see the end of the race. It can be felt in our spirit. Our spiritual eyes are seeing it. They can see the end. And some just want to finish it. <laughs> Keep running and finish it. But the Lord is having us finish it together, my sons and daughters. Finish it together. Don't leave anyone behind. You know, he wants us to finish this race together because we've been chosen one in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. So him showing me this week, that the Antichrist is about to begin his reign, he is confirming how close we are to be going home. My brother and sister, how close we are to the judgment of three days of darkness. My brother and sister, in the great tribulation, in the, in the revival, the racing of the day in the revival, these events will be boom, 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 right after another. One day we'll get out one. Another day we'll get up another. Another day, another one. And we, we will know the event because we're waiting for it. It's not like people need to tell us one day you turn on your TV. It's a major record over the U.S. with power outages everywhere. If you have any power to turn the television. We better have portable radio. One of my son went and bought a portable radio. I'm looking at buying uh, a portable, but I understand now. We need to have portable radio, portable little television with battery in. Because maybe with an antenna we can get a channel or two. Because some of those TV stations, they have backed up battery, power, so they, they'll be transmitting. My brother and sister, at least temporarily, until they completely run out of power. But if they got solar, they can still keep transmitting. But the key here is that we, will have, we need a way to be able to watch the news or listen to the emergency broadcast that will be going on during this time. There will be plenty of it. Going on, my brother and sister, hallelujah, and we can listen to it, but you don't want to listen to it during the three days of darkness, so be very careful, because demons could be transmitting during those three days, telling people, oh, come out of your house, we, we got food and cookies here and all that, 
come and come and enjoy cookies with with cheese and and people foolishly running over there the, the ghetto. That we that meat, my brother and sister, the cashamisi. So please, please, please understand. If the Lord Lord has told us not to come out of our house, not to, not to, to stay home, stay inside, lock our doors, cover our with our windows. <coughs> Excuse me. Stay indoors. That's the key. Stay indoors. Don't go out for anything. My brother and sister, if you have no food inside your house, still stay indoors. It will be easier for you to stay three days without eating. Just pray to the Lord. Pray up to Jesus, the Lord. Give me strength for the three days. If you have water, just drink some water. Don't worry about food. Do not go out of your doors, out of your house. My brother and sister, the Lord has spoken very serious about the three days of God that are coming. Hallelujah. Um, yes, a portable radio and wooden stove for no power. Those are, those are things that will be very useful in the days to come that we may have want to have ready before they come because now we're closer than ever. The bride is ending the race to be crowned, and these judgments are right practically upon us, practically upon us, my brother and my sisters. And, and we need to, to stay close with the Lord because there's a verse that said the light affliction of this life, the light affliction that we're going through. Remember you were reading that a few days ago? Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Lord. Light affliction, yeah. Light affliction. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. You were saying, well, why, what did the Lord, why did the Lord say light affliction? Compared to uh, <clears throat> compared to the glory that is going to be revealed in us, it really is light affliction. Um, Thank you, Lord. Yeah, compared to the because so life is temporary, right? Yeah. And and compared to eternity, it's nothing. Yeah, it's just like a like like a feather. Yeah, it's it is. It's fair to say it's you know it's fair to say that it's you know like a like a drop in the ocean. That's how you see it when you're up there, but I know here we see it differently because we're still in this body, mm -hmm. and it, it seems like it's taking, like it seems forever because we're still here. But once we get there, that's how we're gonna see it. Yeah, that's Amen. we're gonna see the whole picture. It was like, wow, it was just a test. You know, it was mm -hmm. just a, like a journey. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Short journey. Yeah. Test of faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get caught up in thinking <clears throat> that we're not gonna remember much from this life. In regard to evil and all that, but we're better off. Yeah, yeah. We're always better off. That. Yeah. You know, but why would you want to remember anything bad from here? Yeah, no. Wouldn't that take away from your joy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The good things, I believe, we will. The Lord will probably, you know, have us remember the good things, you know, and that, you know, the good things that we did and. All the, but yeah, the bad things, all the suffering, all that's going to be, for sure, it's going to be. Amen. It's going to be gone, yeah. Daniel 9, 27, he should confirm a covenant with, with many for a week. There you go, seven years. Yeah. And in the midst of the week, he should cause the sacrifice and the abomination to cease, say, for the overspreading of the abomination, he should make desolate. Even unto the confirmation, the shall be poured upon the desolate, 
That's a devastation that is coming, my brother and sisters. Uh, during uh, the, the, some people call it World War Three, the Armageddon final battle. Other people call it, and the Antichrist Obama and, and, and some people now believe the second Antichrist, King Herod. They believe he's the, the second beast because he he identifies himself as, as the second beast, practically with his word. Uh, he's speaking. Um, um, Revelation 13, let me go there a minute, because it's, it's what he's saying that it, it's, it's bringing him to be in the second beast, King Herod, my brother and sister. Okay, because the Bible said how he, he, he speaks his verse, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. It says that the beast which I saw was like a leper, his feet was like bear, his mouth a mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him power and his throne great authority. Amen. So the great authority of, uh, of him is, is being given by, by the Antichrist. The Antichrist is backing him up. Okay? So, and so I know that I saw the head. I saw a wounded to bed, but the deadly wound was healed. This is the first beast. And all the world wander and follow the beast. I remember that revelation. I was in New York City when Obama got wounded in the Great Tribulation, and everyone marveled when he got healed from that wound and got up. I saw Michelle Obama next to him when he was wounded, you know, during the Great Tribulation. And so they worshiped the dragon, which gave power to the beast. They worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast who is able to make war with him? War is the key here, Okay. That's why they want to use Kamala Harris against Russia. And, and someone said that uh, they asked Alexa from Amazon what's going to happen in the 2024 election. And Alexa said that in the 20, there will be no 24 election because the United States will be attacked by China and Russia, Alexa said. Okay, this came from Alexa, Amazon Alexa. There will be no election in 2024 because the United States will be attacked by Russia and China. I don't know where Alexa got her information, but they, they, they cannot make up information. They get it from someone. How do they know this? That's incredible. Okay? So who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with the beast? Okay? So the word that will rush in China is being provoked by the Antichrist. He wants this war to go on. And that's why his choice, I remember the revelation when the Lord took me, Obama and Kamala Harris was telling Biden to attack Russia a few months ago. And Biden would say, no, 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 because of the dead a million will be upon me. I would have to give an account for a million, he was saying. Okay? And Obama said, you need to obey my order and attack them already. And he kept... Uh, Biden had his head on, on, on his table sitting, and his, in the Oval Office, he was punching the, the, the desk saying, no, 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 I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. And Obama said, you must do it. He kept saying no. And I saw Kamala Harris standing with Obama, agreeing with him. So then Sister Celestia says from the Lord that the Lord showed that Biden will be no more. 
He he this week he put his name out of the valley for twenty twenty four. In which a lot of people now have a lot of questions. Second of all, uh, she says that the Lord showed her that Kamala Harris came into office for the last year. I believe what she said. So the last year will be next year. Okay, so something has to happen from here to January. It's what is expected. Okay, Kamala Harris comes into office, and she declared war on China and Russia. And then the bombing began. Okay, my brother and sister, the bombing began. Russia and China already been getting ready for 50-plus years for this World War III. Okay, and they want it more than anyone. They got a submarine all over the U.S. by thousands. China and Russia combined got thousands full of nuclear weapons ready to go to start launching upon this nation. Don't give this nation a, a second chance to launch anything. Okay, so, and people have seen, have seen them of the cost of California, of the cost of different states. People have seen this Russian submarine, okay, full of nuclear weapons. Russia has been able to put 300 nuclear weapons in one missile. You can imagine the devastation that they can cause. My brother and sister, this, this is all, all been prophesied for years that this will be this way. My brother and sister, because the end of the, the end, Ezekiel 39 tells you that at the end of the Great Tribulation, you see Russia and China strong and powerful to go against Israel. And that's what the Lord said, enough with you. Enough. I had enough with you. I allow you to do this and that. Not anymore. I allow you to take over America. Not enough. This nation will be invaded by Russia and China and all the spoil of gold and silver and men and women will be taken out of the United States. China will take many enslaved, bring them to China to work for free. Okay? Much killing, much destruction. It, this, this, this has been prophesied for, I say, we'll say hundreds of years that it will be this way. Okay? And, and I've seen them. I've seen the destruction. I've seen North Korea uh, women, army, all over the U.S., the snipers shooting people here. So North Korea is ready to join China and Russia against this country. Iran is ready. Their warehouses are being run by AI 24-hour, Russia, China, and Iran, okay? And they are arming and helping other BRICS nations like Egypt and many other ones, and India to be strong support in their behalf, in Central American countries also. All this, my brother and sister, um, they have so many countries wanting to join BRICS. 40-plus nations wants to join BRICS, have submitted application for BRICS. In China, has said to them, hold on, hold on, hold on. You need, to, you need to tell us what you can bring to the table before you bring, we bring you on, okay? They already have 40-plus, and they got 40-plus willing to sign on, okay? Um, um, Germany is questioning all this. Because it, 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 more than half of the people in Germany want to join BRICS. Spain, England, my brother and sister, there's a strong support in those nations for BRICS. And they know that that will save their economy. 
and they want to jump into it before. You know, China cannot release who the nations are that are applying, but they have said 40-plus nations want to join them. That is a lot, quickly. They're becoming mighty and more powerful economically already than all the NATO and United States nations combined. So this, this is really shocking to a lot of people what is happening. It's happening daily, quickly. And it's going to be this way because they're going to be standing strong for the, for, to come against Israel in the last days. Israel is the last enemy, according to the secret 39, 38 and 39. And they want to come against Israel. Everything but God will rise, Messiah will rise in favor of Israel. That is the last uh, army of heaven that they're not expecting. It's the bride of Christ, Asa, coming back with the Lord to fight, to fight the enemy army. Because besides the Antichrist army, you've got the enemy army, the underground army which it's, they're going to try to use it in the last day against Israel. But the Lord has his own army, the bride of Christ, us, to come back and fight. Someone said that they saw one of the Lord's army being injured, and I asked the Lord, and the Lord says, not with my power, he says. No, they will not be injured, he says to me. So, my brother and sister, we, we still got a lot of work. I've been saying, brother, Tony, that the Lord has chosen me. He says, I was born for this. To do all of this work, yes, we're going home with the Lord, but I'm coming back in the great tribulation to help out. Do work here. The Lord spoke to me a few days ago, and, and I'm sure he's talking about the revival and the work to be done in the great tribulation, that if anyone wants to join me and help me, they can, he says. Right? So if you say to the Lord, Lord, I want to help Brother Elvi in the revival or in the great tribulation, to bring clothing and food to the naked, you can do so with me. I'm glad the Lord spoke this to me. Thank you, Lord. So some people you can make, uh, I, you don't need to fear. You're going to be in your glorified body, okay? You don't need to fear. You're going to be in your glorified body, okay? You'll be faster than the demon, anybody else, stronger than they. So you don't need to fear. They need to fear you and your glorified body. Okay, and the Lord is sending us to do this mighty work for him. Amen. My brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. He did show me a group that will be with me during the revival, going out to evangelize and help our people as much as we can. Remember, when China was invading during the revival, we were not glorified by it, remember, and we were going out, I was going out with a group of brothers, and we were, we were removing people who the Lord wants to save that are going to make it to the three days of the army because God is having mercy on them, using us to shelter those people from the bully of the sniper of China, my brother and sister. The sniper, I remember, bullet were hitting right between my eyes, but the bullet were not penetrating my, my new body skin. It was so strong and so solid that the bullet felt like a rubber bullet, like, you know, like a jelly bullet hitting your, your and it was a real bullet. I, I held one in my hand. I looked at it. I said, this is a real bullet. How come it's not doing anything to me? Because in my glorified body, they cannot harm us at all. It's like a sting of a mosquito less, you know, when the bullet hits you. And so <laughs> I said, I'm going to look at it because when mosquitoes are standing in each side. <laughs> 
They're like, oh, it feels like that. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, but anyway, it feels less than that. It's not, it's not that bad. You don't bleed, nothing like that. Mosquito can take blood out of you, not this bullet. They cannot penetrate your skin and your glorified body. You can move faster than the bullet, sure. For some reason, I felt like if, if I covered the person that I was saving, the because we were saving a family, including with children, and so the people that we were saving, we were protecting them with our body. We were receiving the bullet, and, and we were taking them quickly, like lining to different places, flashing the light. Okay, protecting his family as much as we could. And they, they will not even harm or kill. But if they get hit, they will be injured, seriously injured. But it's, it, on us, because we, 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 I mean, we, we can protect them with our own body. We can move them quickly. We can be faster than the sniper bullet. I mean, what excuse do we have? All we have to do is help them out, you know. So the Lord says that if anyone wants to join me in this, they could. And Jesus spoke this word to me. I got so excited because now I can tell my brothers and sisters in the Lord's hour, hey, if you would like to join me on this, if you, get, if you get your glorified body and you go finish your task, you know, you could go home or you can say, Lord, can I help my brother Elvie? Because he's still got a lot of work to do, Lord. I would like to help him out. There still will be some other people. The Lord will send you to a few family. And then the Lord said, my child, if you want to go home now, you can. But then if you say, Lord, I would like to help my brother Elvi, who still have a lot of work, Lord. Lord. The Lord says, you can. You can help out. So think about that. Please think about helping us because, you know, these are people the Lord loves and wants to save, you know. And they can uh, move fast. They they. You know, this invasion is coming, and we can already see, we were listening to the news early. They were speaking about this, how uh, the, the ambassador of Russia was saying to the United Nations that they're ready to go nuclear with this nation. So they, they've been ready. We know that they've been ready. China's been ready. They keep coming out every week with new weapons unknown, devastating weapons. And, of course, they're going to use them for sure. And so, but to us, since we're going to be in a glorified body, it doesn't matter what they come up with because they won't be able to harm us. The key with us is focus on the Lord, focus on working for the Lord, and help out these people that, you know, for some reason, the gospel, they're not being reached with the gospel. The gospel is not going to all these places in India, Pakistan. Pakistanians are arresting Christians and throwing them in jail and abusing them. So the gospel is not going to all these family, Iran, they're arresting Christians and throwing them in jail. The gospel is not going to these family that could be going to, that the Lord would like to save. So we, the, the, our job as the bride of Christ, amen, sister, is to go reach out to these family. We'll speak their language 100%. They'll understand 100%. God will give us the ability. In the moment we get a glorified body, we'll get the ability to speak any language. Perfect. Like if we were born there. And we'll walk, we'll, we'll walk up to these people and we'll speak their language right away. We'll speak Jesus to them. They'll understand 100%. And we'll evangelize them. We'll lead them to the Lord. We'll do their salvation prayer. But if, if they're being targeted to being killed... 
we can protect them in a glorified body. So my key is that the more brothers and sisters I will have, because I've seen the work the Lord has for me, the more brothers and sisters that can join me during this time that is coming, it will be awesome. It will be great. I will be grateful to you. I don't know what I can give you for it, but I will be very grateful. I, I, I say the Lord will repay you. The Lord will reward you for it. Because remember, we're doing this for Jesus. The reason I'm looking forward to this is because remember, all this compared to eternity is nothing. We're going to an eternity forever. Hallelujah. No, 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 sister, don't misunderstand. It's that we, we can go after when we finish the work. When nobody else needs the help, the Lord can say, because I've seen the Lord show, the Lord reveal that to me. He says, we can go home after that. No problem. In our glorified body, we can fly faster than light. We'll be in heaven in second. Okay, so... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> in your glorified body, you don't have limitations. It's like unlimited. The power of God, Father says to me, that his mighty power will be in me. He says. So I would say in us, in our glorified body. So power will be no no, no problem. We'll have it all from Father. It's, it's doing this work for the Lord, my brothers and sisters, in, in, in our glorified bodies. And not just saying, well, I'm just going to go to the, the feast up there, everybody celebrating. You're not going to miss because we'll be in and out. You know, we can go in and out. Since here we got daytime and nighttime, we can go up and, and, and stay up there during the nighttime, come back in the morning the next day. If that's the way we want to do it, okay, that'll be fine. We'll be back in a second. We'll be back busy again. People will see us in heaven going in and out for the Lord. We're, we're doing it because, you know, we want to please the Lord. We're doing our job for Jesus. So if you say to the Lord, I would like to join Brother Obi in this work, it will be a group of us in and out. And I think that will be awesome, Brother Tony. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah, I like to help out. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I get uplifted, you know, when you, when we, uh, you know, when you talk about, when we talk about this, uh, you know, revival, you know, because you, the Lord has promised it, and and uh, when He said, you know, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be in His power, you know, that that changes everything, you know, it's in His power, you know, it's not gonna be on our in our strength, you know, it's gonna be in His strength, His power, and. Uh, it's where his body is, just just like you know, it's his where his body. So we're and I go, we're gonna be li- literally untouchable. You know, we can't be, we're not gonna be harmed because it's gonna be in his power. So I'm looking forward to it, you know. And I, and I said this before to the Lord. Um, I've been saying it for months, you know, for months and and years. I said, Lord, um, whatever I have to do to go home in the rapture, that's it, that if that takes for me to help Brother Ovi and and. Uh, in the tribulation, because I I understand that as long as I'm in that glorified body, you know, I'm willing to help him. But Lord, I really want to. That that was my desperation. I was like, that's what the Lord calls sincere repentance, you know, and that that was that's what's been in me ever since. It's like whatever it takes, Lord, 
I just I want to go home. I don't want to stay behind in the Great Tribulation. And uh, so, but yeah, it's it's been my desire too, you know, to to work for the Lord. You know, he, he you know, it's when he, when you when he calls you, it's because he gives you the strength for something. He he empowers you. Yes. You know, he gives you that special anointing for that. You know, for what he has for you. And, and uh and I know many of us have it too, you know, and, and he is I'm looking forward, you know, to just work for the Lord and, and give him the glory, you know, because um he's with us, you know, we can't be defeated because he he is God and he is uh he is the one backing us up, he's the one helping us, you know, pushing helping us to you know, to get there. Another thing Father showed me. Father has mighty Skillful angels in heaven. A mighty army, a skillful, very skillful angel who will be available for us at any moment we call. And we say, Lord, send your mighty army right now. If you feel like you need the Lord's army to take care of any matter, they, they'll come down, like they say, singing for the Lord yeah. to destroy any stronghold of the enemy. So always remember that the heavenly host of Father will be available for us, are available even at this time, now. Because when I had needed them in my house, I had called for them, and they come down and clean out the place. They got mighty, mighty sword, the mighty skillful angels of God. And at any moment we need them, they are available to come down and Five for us. Five in the name of the Lord. Five for God's people. And we move any stronghold of the enemy or anyone that was trying to hold us back. Okay, plus, we will have the power to command earthquake, tsunami, whirlwind, anything we say will happen right away at the very second. I mean, so, I mean, you don't want to be prideful and say, well, I don't need the angels if I got the power. But, Remember that you you got all heaven on, on your behalf available for you. And I think that's going to help your faith. Once you call God to send his angel and you see all those mighty angels fighting for you and removing the enemy quickly, that will make your faith stronger. Although in your, in your, in your glorified body, you have no doubt and no unbelief at all. You simply believe 100%. That's why you can pray and call and boom immediately, no doubt. You speak any language instantly perfectly, like if it was born there. So you can speak Chinese, Japanese with no problem, any language, Russians, no doesn't matter. And there are many places around the world where there's millions of people that have not received the opportunity you have received here in America or in other countries for the gospel to be going here and there. So the Lord in his mercy is giving those people a second chance here by sending us to them they'll be able to hear it from us in their own language without any limitation, perfectly. And we'll understand 100% what we're saying and be able to confess the Lord and receive the Lord. And not only that, if we see an army coming against them, because there will be a lot of things going on on this earth, but we don't need to worry about whatever happens. You know, if we see an invasion on this nation, our job is not to protect the nations, but it's to help out the people that God wants us to help out. 
You know, it's not like you said, well, I'm going to help the, I'm going to help the Marines. I'm going to help the Army. No, that's, that's not what being, we're being chosen and called for. It's that the Lord has a work for us to do. And I remember because I remember seeing myself telling the brothers, and I said, what are you doing? Because I, I saw them flipping tanks of Russia and China upside down, like to protect the people here. And I said, well, this, this is not our, this, we're not here for this. We're here to help other people. Said, but don't you see them coming and shooting our people? You know, and I said, but see, we're not here to fight them. We're here to help the people that need to help. Because their bullets, their missile can do nothing to us. So if we don't get involved with them, if, if they don't see us as an enemy in a way, we can help other people and get them out of the way. You know? So, and I mean, it's something that you can talk to the Lord. In the days to come, many are going to see the Lord face to face. And you can ask the Lord many questions. You should, you should spoke to me about this and show me this. When these judgments that are coming upon the earth, Jesus will show himself to many of his own. And you'll be able to, especially because he was telling me that through the Lord's Tower, he's been getting people ready for him to come to them. And that was my assignment. I talked about this back in 2014, 2013, 2015. You know, because Jesus was giving me this revelation back then and even earlier. And so you're going to see him face to face. He's going to give you instruction, and you can ask him anything of the work that you're going to do for him, okay? And, and if you're one of those that need a job spe- specification, if you need a job detail, you can ask the Lord and say, Lord, explain to me what is it that I'm supposed to do, okay? Where do you want me to go? Since we're going to be working together, we're all going to be in the, okay, and immediately, once the Lord tells you and gives you a specification, you'll know immediately what you need to do. And you're going to learn that you're not here to fight the army that will be invading this land. We're here to help the people that the Lord wants to save. And there could be many of them, but since it's, we are a group and we can move in, in like line, faster than lightning in seconds, we can be in another country in less than a second. That means that we can do so much for people quickly. You know, the, the longer time we're going to take is speaking to the people about salvation. They're moving here to here. You know, the longer time we'll be speaking with a person, sitting down with a person and explaining things to, with them will be the longer time we're going to stay. We're going to take everything and we'll be lightning fast. Barbara and sister, they'll be anywhere in lightning fast. So... Because salvation, remember, it's the most important thing. Salvation is the most important thing. People being saved through Christ and what he did on the cross is the most important thing. And I say this, if we focus on the job, this Christian, having people receive the Lord as the Lord and say you're being saved, okay, and tell them to take the armor also of the Lord and all that, and then us, you know, whatever the Lord will lead us to take them or move them, do that quickly. You can grab a person and take it hundreds of thousands of miles quickly in a second. You know, we can we can come up with ideas. We can do so many things for them in the days to come. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it later on a brother, 
last night that I was listening to Brother Tony heard a little bit from him, who he was talking to the Lord this week about what he wants to go to heaven to do very soon. And he tells you, we're very soon to be going home. He was talking to Jesus about this, and the Lord was speaking back to him about this. This week there's been people talking to God about this and God talking to them. And like the Lord showed me, we're so soon to be going home, my brother and sister. The many have not come to that. How do we say it, Brother Tony? The reality of how close we are. Yeah. Like it, some people are being caught by surprise. You know? Spiritually awake, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a good word. There you go. Yeah. Spiritually awake, spiritual awakeness. Yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, the Apostle John, talking about the Antichrist, says in First John 2, 18 and 22, Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. And this is how we know that this is the last hour. They went out from us but they did not really belong to us. For they have be, for if they have belonged to us, they will have remained with us. But their going, uh, but their going showeth that none of them belong to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, because you, you know the truth, and, and it's, uh, because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whosoever denies Jesus that is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. And there's a denying of God now in the United States like never before. And not just in this country. And I apologize because people say, oh, you say United States. The world, the world. It's in the world. It's out there. It's in every country. It's in every nation. Okay, there's a great denying that Jesus is the Christ. And I hear people talking like this on YouTube, denying that Jesus is the Christ. And and who who tried fervently to deny Jesus the Christ? Obama. He tried his best to 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 deny that Jesus is the Christ. But the word of God says that such a person such a person that goes to the limbs to denying that Jesus is a Christ, how is that person is identified in the Bible? John said that such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. He went to great lengths to say that this nation was not Christian anymore. Great lengths to deny Matthew 5, the, the, what Jesus says, in Matthew 5, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Obama went to great length at one time with the Bible, with the Quran, denying the Son and the Father, denying that Jesus is, is the, the, the Jesus is the Christ, my brother and sister. And by denying that, he led many people to not even want to go to church anymore. He was one of the greatest deceivers that ever come as a president in this nation because he, en- he practically entered the church in America when he was in office for eight years by denying 
the Lord Jesus, denying the Father and the Son. And the Bible says that such a person is the Antichrist. Identifying all the... Because just by the action, Jesus said by the fruit, you will know them. And a lot of people don't look at things this way anymore. By the fruit, you will know them. What kind of fruit do they have in their own lives? How do they speak? What are they referred about? Denying the Lord, denying God, makes them the Antichrist, shows that they are the Antichrist, my brother and sister. It is, it, is, it is sad that humanity has come to this level, but it's, it's where everything is. Hallelujah. First John 4, 1 to 3, Dear friend, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. And this is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus is from, hallelujah. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard and is coming even now, and is already in the world. Paul says that the Antichrist was already in the world in his days. And a lot of people looking back to, to Egypt, they look into a pharaoh, and it was the same Obama of thousands of years ago. And someone, um, I believe it was someone who would question the idea of him being the Antichrist, went back to history and compare it. And it was stunned to find out that he'd been back there already. He's what, he was one of the pharaohs, according to, to, to the... And they put up so much information online about him. They still photos, still information on him being a pharaoh. And it's not exactly because I saw some people putting his face over the image, but I saw the original image of him back then that it was not manipulated. It was, and you can see all the features that he has now, he had back then. He has specific features that indicate he is a toy man. He, he, he is the, 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 um, the toy money, toy money of the Arab, the leader, the, the, the Messiah that they're waiting for. Before he became president in 2007, he went to, to Iran. And according to the former, former president of Nadi and Ayah, former president of Iran, said that he had an encounter privately with the world Islam leader with a twelve iman, and he showed them his power, okay, and showed that he is the one to them, and he was impressed. And the person that was translating what Nadia was saying, my brother and sister, was saying it in English clearly that it was indicating it was him, because Obama was the only one that went to see him in person, had a meeting with him in private and told him he was coming to office in 2008. There was another prophecy saying that the enemy got it wrong by getting his son into office before the really time, because he didn't know when God was going to do all this. He tried to have his son come into office too early of a time. 
to rush things to happen, but he's not in control. Only God is in control. Only God say when things are happening. And he's, he got him into office for eight years and then figure out it was not the right time to get him into office. Okay? So now that the great tribulation is about to begin, they're rushing. He, I saw him rushing everything, telling his principality to make sure everything was done. They were giving him more. Yes, everything is done. Everything has been accomplished. Everything is in position. Look what the UN did a couple of years ago. Placed two demons next to the building in New York. The UN building, if you go online and look at the UN building now and when it was before a few years ago, they have placed two demons. A sister was taken in the spirit of the UN and saw them having a meeting. And right before the entrance of the dark doors that they have, were two Nephthalian receiving the guests. She was impressed how these Nephthalians are so organized, these fallen angels. They look so, she say, handsome, beautiful dress, and all that, receiving the guests of the UN down to the basement, where they will meet with their Antichrist and plan for the days to come. So all these things the Lord has revealed why to show us what we are in regard to, you know, his coming. He is, he is much quicker than his enemy. He's I sure going to get his people out of here that he wants to get out of here soon. My brother and sister. And then those of us that are, that are going to be in the revival and the glorified body have a, lot of, have a lot of work to do. I said now in this body we have a lot of work to do, but in that glorified body will be like nothing. It's just a, a, a few things here and there that we're going to finish, a few tasks here and there, amen, that we're going to finish, that it, might even, it may not even take us more than a month. You know, it may take us even closer than that. I heard someone saying three months. You know, I respect when other prophets speak. I, I'm not going to question what they're saying because the, the, some people are specific asking the Lord about certain time and certain things, certain events that are coming. And I heard a sister saying that that she got three months, okay? And so if the Lord is giving her three months, okay, three months. It doesn't matter. Three months compared to eternity, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, we have waited longer than that now, right? How long do we? Yeah. yeah. I, I met Brother Tony, what, two years ago now? Uh, uh, last year, yeah, last year, like in October, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for a visit, yeah. Okay, so about a year to compare three months to a year is nothing. Yeah. Time is going by so fast, my brother and sister, yeah. that, you know, when we compare it to eternity, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is do what the Lord wants us to do. Get it done. Get it accomplished. Help all these people. Because, you know, God's using us as a, as a really a tool of a blessing. Look at it that way. Yeah. And each one of us will be rewarded by the Lord. And specifically, the rewards are going to be great for us. Each one of us will receive a reward from the Lord for doing this work, for choosing to do this work. And I understand when the Lord says, you know, that whoever wants to join you in this work, they can, Jesus said. And I got excited for that because now... I can invite people and say, hey, would like to join me for this work for the Lord? You know, is it something you might have, you may only have to wait behind three months. I don't think that's much. 
I think it's shorter than three months to me. It felt shorter when I saw it. So, but, you know, I respect other prophets. We have to in the Lord, not for the sisters. But, you know, the world is not enough for us in a glorified body. We're going to get things accomplished quickly. We're going to be in every country in less than a second. We're going to reach out to people. We're going to protect those that... It seems like here in America, people will need more protection than anywhere practically because of the invasion. The invasion is real. It's happening. They're coming. They've been planning this for over 50 years. And they're coming. They're, they're definitely coming. The Lord showed me they're coming. Nothing will keep China and Russia and Iran and, all these, and, and North Korea to, to invade this nation. They're going to do so. The Lord already showed me this. This country is going to fall hard. But God has a plan. It's going to use us to help other people. This is why we can't hate no one. We cannot, don't go all around hating people. Love people. Love your enemy. Love those that persecute you. Pray for them. You know, and, and, and don't hate anyone. Don't, don't carry hate for them because if you do, you know you, you have to forgive them. But then you say, I oh, know, I just go home in the rapture. Forget about and, and, you know, but then you miss reward for not, you know, helping people. Because remember, do you want to add more stone to your crown? Because you're going to receive a crown, a crown of life, the Bible says. You you can get stones that are very meaningful in heaven, very, very important. Do you want those stones in your crown? Because the Lord's going to give you a crown of life. And you can you can get those crown if you if you help out. You can get the stone if you help out in your crown. And people will look at your crown and say, Wow, he or she, what they did for the Lord was important. So think about it this way. Do you really want to do this for the Lord? Do you really want to get those those stone, precious stone in your crown? Work for them. Do whatever the Lord wants us to do for them. My brother and sisters, nothing will harm you. You don't need to be afraid for one second. You can call upon the Lord. You can call upon the angels of the Lord, and they'll be there one in less than a second right before you, protecting you. So there's no fear in love. Love casts out fear. The moment you're in a glorified body, there's no fear in you, none whatsoever. Right now, you may fear and some of you are not planning because of fear. You say, no, brother, you can stay outgoing. But if you decide to help out for the Lord, nothing can harm us in a glorified body. Look at it that way. When are we getting a glorified body? At the end of the three days of darkness. We're going to go through the three days of darkness, protected by the Lord. Right at the end of the three days, Jesus resurrected on the third day. It's when he got his body of glory. We're going to get our body of glory like Jesus on the third day. The Lord will call us by name. We'll be right there standing before the Lord right away, down here, down here. And you'll be immediately in your glorified body in that very second. And you'll be standing right before the Lord to receive instruction from the Lord. Each and one of us, as Jesus showed me, will be standing before him receiving instruction from him. The group that we're going now, I saw a group more than 20. I would say more than 40. 
that have decided to join us, we're going to be going out, helping out people evangelizing. Okay? Like the Lord said, whoever wants to join in, they can. It's awesome. I invite you to please pray about this. Take it before the Lord. The Lord, if you say, yes, Lord, I want to do this for you, he will confirm to you. He will let you know. Plus, you're going to be standing right before him. And if you have decided to join us, you can say, Lord, I decided that in this world you're giving Brother Elby and this group, I would like to join, Lord. Amen. But I believe the Lord wants you to say it now. Lord, I would like to join. I would like to do this, Brother, Brother Elby and the group that you will be sending out to, to evangelize and help other people. Amen. We're going to see the resurrection of the dead in Christ. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to get to see my father back again. We're going to see many other people coming from the dead back again in their, in their body. Um, again, uh, I believe their body will be just like us. And I think it will have to be like our body. Because we were reading in the Bible, their body they're receiving is immortal. Remember that? Immortal. In 1 Corinthians 15, the dead rising in Christ, they're going to receive an immortal body. So immediately, Brother Tony was reading it, and I was meditating on it, and I said, wait a minute. It sounds like our, our body. Remember you were saying that? Yeah. Doesn't it sound like our body? Yeah. You want to go ahead and read that, Brother? 1 Corinthians 15. Because um, I believe that that's going to help us too. Before I play the audio, um, help us understand um, the kind of body that the dead will get. We're getting a glorified body. We're going to be changed, Paul says. Okay, but they their body says it's immortal, and our body is immortal. So it sounds to me like it's all the same. Yeah. <clears throat> I believe someone was saying that it may not be the same. Just because uh, to us it's a change, we get our glorified bodies, but to them it's an immortal body. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and read it, Brother Tony. It says, uh, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on... Wait a minute, he's talking about Chule? Because see, that's the part that we, that we were debating. Yeah. Because you, you just read two. Read it again. Yeah. Verse uh, 53, it says, For this corruptible must put on incorruption. Okay. And this mortal must put on immortality. So it may be, it may need, this, uh, the meaning may be the same there. Because we're both yeah. mortal and corruptible, which is yeah. the same. Mortal, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And verse 54 says, So when this corruptible sh shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall, shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Amen. That's it. But before that, talks about the change, because we will be changed, it says, in, in referring that to the bride of Christ. And then here he's referring to the the dead the dead raising in Christ. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. But for us it's change. Can you go back there and look at change in, in the it's in first Corinthians fifteen. 
It talks about uh, that we will be changed. The Apostle Paul says we will be changed. So uh, the, the key is they are trying to identify if their body will be like ours, okay? And because and I, didn't, I didn't see them. See, I saw the resurrection of the dead, but I didn't see them moving like we were moving like lightning or faster than light. I didn't see them doing that. So that leaves me the question is, can they do it like we can in a glorified body, you know? But they are getting an, an incorruptible body, an immortal body. So it tells me that they cannot be killed neither. Okay? That's what it tells me. That they, they cannot be killed with, with human weapons. You know? The same like us. But the part of, of, of them, what do you think, brothers and sisters, in the chat room? Come on, people, join us. A Bible study. Everybody's so quiet tonight. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. yeah. Join us. Come on, come on. Help us. Because this, this, this understanding whether the devil receive our same body like us or is it different, it's important. And the Lord will give us more. The Lord will show us more. He'll reveal us more. My brother and sister. But if you have another verse that will help us, give us light today, it will be awesome. Go ahead, Brother Tony. That one about the change that... Uh... 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one says, Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. And hold on there. Sleep is sleeping in Christ, like the dead in Christ. Yeah. We will not be dead in Christ, but we will be changed. Yeah. That makes it different, no? Yeah, because we're still, that's us, yeah, that are still alive. Nurse mm-hmm. here, the, mm-hmm. the bride, yeah. Okay. The bride of Christ. We will all not sleep. We will all not be dead in Christ. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it kind of tells me like the Apostle Paul is telling us there's a difference between the dead in Christ and the church in regard to what they're going to get. Because I know there's a privilege for suffering for the Lord, yeah. for persevering, for enduring. There's a blessing like in the millennium I saw. Mm-hmm. In our glorified body, we could move like angels. But the people that came into the great tribulation that were beheaded for Christ, they could not do the same. And they were they marveled about the bride. Mm-hmm. But I knew in, 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 in the new earth that it was a blessing that God had given us for it. Right. You know? Yeah. So now I wonder about the, the dead in Christ also. Yeah. If if if, 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 if see if I know then I that I need maybe to protect my father who's coming back. And many other loved ones that are coming back. Yeah. You know, with this invasion coming and all this stuff, we want we want to make sure we're protecting our family and because we're, we're the Lord's army, we we have a task to do. That's right. Yeah. Go ahead, read it, boy. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a in a flash, in the twinkle of in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. Okay. Hold on there. For the dead, the word is imperishable. The dead will rise imperishable. But for we, we will be changed. Every time I read that or I hear that, it tells me there's a difference in in the two. Because why is one one way and one is why is the other one the other way? It tells me that there's a difference of the body. You know, 
Because when I went to see my body, my father after the restoration back in the island, he was laying on a bed. He had a covering over himself. And one of, one of my aunts that were resurrected was asking me to do was to get him clothing. Get your father clothing, you know. And that alone, you know. Okay, it's fine that they're going to rise again without any clothing, that we need to dress them. That's fine with me. We've got plenty of clothes. We can share clothes. I can share some of my clothes with him. But the, the fact of the matter that they cannot do what we can in a temple, mm-hmm. then, then we need to protect the dead in Christ also. They're going to rise also. The question is, you know, it's, it's understanding our job because this, this is going to be our job very soon, maybe in days from now. Yeah. We'll find ourselves in a glorified body and understanding what is all these things we need to do. Who do we need to protect? Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, bro. Read it again. Yeah, that's <clears throat> say, uh, uh, and the uh, dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For the- and imperishable can also mean, Brother Tony, I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Mm-hmm. Imperishable, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear imperishable? Something that cannot perish, like a fruit. A fruit go by and perish, right? So something like that is not going to get old. It's not going to age. It's not going to get sick, things like that. You know? Does that also mean that no weapon can hurt them? Sounds the same, yeah. Sounds the same to you? Yeah. What What did your brother think? Come on, brothers and sisters, join us in the Bible study. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, because that's how the Lord gives us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So it makes you think, you read the Bible and you study it, and it makes you think, why did God giving us a difference between the dead in Christ and the church? The church has changed. But the dead in Christ is, is what's the word? In, is imperishable. Like two different things. Different from each other. So go ahead, brother. Uh, for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable uh, and the in the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has swallowed, death has been swallowed up in victory. So either way, hold on there. Death cannot hurt the the rising Christ, the dead in Christ that are rising. Neither the church that it changed. Death has no power at all over them anymore. It cannot harm them any anyway. And you know the way death, um, the way death harm people today is even through food because food is perishable and the things you drink eat are perishable they perish they, they get damaged they go bad you can see a lot of medication going back early some medication they make them for two years and a year and a half already going bad so you can see that things are perishing now and day faster than ever so the Lord given, given them a, an unperishable body and us a glorified body, which with uh, read that, but we need to find where it says the group the glorified body. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, brother Tony. It was uh, being the same 
same chapter on what we just read. Yeah, do you finish? It was the... Yeah, go back to where the... You can start all over again. Okay, yeah. It says, uh, uh, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in a twinkling of an, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. Amen. Yeah. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. The must, yeah. Amen. And the mortal with immortality. Uh, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the immortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has swallowed. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Second uh, Corinthians, therefore, great things is. If his ministers also be transformed as the minister of righteousness, whose ends should be according to the work, transformed into minister of righteousness, says Paul. Uh, that's going to be powerful. Yeah. Because then um, people are going to see uh, uh, people completely change, yeah. you know. Uh, then the Lord says, like angel. That we're going to be like angels. This is how we, we also, uh, when it was asked about in, in about marriage. Okay. Um, thank you, Lord. In heaven, we're like angels. You see, thank you, Lord, when he was asked about marriage. That's so how I said that uh, we could, uh, we can share. Because there, there are many verses in the Bible Hallelujah. It talks about uh, what God is going to do with his people, his bride, his elected. Okay? Thank you, Lord. And one is uh, that, see, in, Matt, in Luke twenty-two forty-three, 43, it says, In the appearance of an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening, this is when the Lord... Uh, this is different between angel and even the Lord. Okay, and let me let me get the one that it talks about. Um, thank you, Lord. He thank you, Jesus. Where he compare man to angel in heaven, um, they will be they will be like angel. He says. It's in one of the gospel. I can't yeah. remember exactly where it is, but I'll, I'll try to look at it quickly. And it was in regard to marriage that they were asking Jesus, you know. So comparing us to angel, his people, his bride, uh, it tells us that that's exactly the same 
body that we're going to receive, an, an angelic body, my brother and sister. Matthew, Matthew 22, 30. Is it Matthew 22, 30? Yeah. Oh, so in the resurrection, they've been married, not given in marriage, but are as angel of God in heaven. Thank you for this. But you, so you see, my brother and sister, and, and I, you, we got to bring these verses, okay, because this is us, us, the bride, God's people, being compared that in heaven will be like angel, because we we're going to have the same similar body. So uh, when the Lord changes and transforms us, will we see the same body like angel, like angelic body, glorified body, changed body, transformed body, immortal body, okay? And that's, that's why I said, that, where is thy finger, the one you were reading? Yeah. Because the thing is, they cannot kill a, a, an angel. They cannot kill a, a, a body like an angel neither. Like our, our new body we're receiving cannot be killed. It cannot. And that, that's why angel, there was thy finger. They cannot kill it anymore. It's not possible. Because it, it, it has the power of God and the glory of God in it. So it's just touching our somebody. That's why the witnesses in heaven are looking forward to the end of the three days of darkness because they want to see what Jesus is going to do with each and one of us. How he's going to change us, transform us, my brother and sister in that glorified body. And we also should be looking forward to that. I know that there's so many redeemed in heaven are looking forward to that, but why can we not be looking forward to that? We should. What do you think, Brother Tony? Yeah, we should be. We should be for sure. He is um, going to be glorious. And he has put the hope in me. You know, he has. That's that's the hope of glory that the Bible talks about. We should be hoping for this moment, you know. Hoping that, you know, that we're going we're gonna to be part of it. And and uh, that it's going to happen. That we want to be part of it, you know. And uh, Amen. I really love that verse in, in Hebrews 1, 7. That says that he makes his angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire because they must in your glorified body that's exactly and even now it feels that way when his fire comes on you when his mm. presence feels like fire in you you know but that's how it's going to be also in the glorified like a flame of fire you know for the lord and thank you lord it's uh look what sister whitley share but our citizenship is in heaven and then from we await our savior the lord jesus christ who will transform our lovely body to be like glorious body by the power enable him even to the subject of all subject uh, subject all things to himself. Yeah. Yeah. So oh that is so beautiful. You know? Yes, our citizenship is in heaven. Yeah. And he's going to transform our body, our lovely body, to be like the glorious body. Yeah, his glorious body. So that's, yeah. you know, all these verses. Aren't you excited? Yeah. Looking forward to this. This is about to happen. This is like days from now. That's right. Days. And I don't see no excitement in the chat room. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you get excited for your birthday, get excited for this. Yeah. You're going to have many, many birthdays in your glorified body. 
It's also what you feel. Continue you, your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You can't imagine the things you're going to enjoy in your glorified body yeah. and how good food is going to taste to you. Yeah. Not this food for not here. Pure, pure food from up there. Yeah. Pure, pure water. Pure, pure juice. Yeah. I mean, a brother brother was saying uh, in the audio we're going to play, what is it that he wanted to have us? What kind of store was it? He wanted to be a... a a bakery. A bakery, my brother yeah. and sister. Wait until you hear his testimony. He's been talking to Jesus about this. He wants to go to heaven soon, like in days from now. And he's gonna the Lord says yes to him. He can have, he likes to he likes to bake, is it? Yeah. He likes to bake. And he wants to go to heaven and have his own shop. And I see him in heaven, shop, okay? Yeah, of course, it's different than here. You don't have to pay when you go to They're so willingly to serve you because they get rewarded from the Lord. So they're there to serve you. And one time I was able to enjoy a lemonade. It was like a lemon. Yeah, it was like a lemonade. I knew it was like a lemonade because this is uh, men of God sit down at the table and I'll serve you. And for some reason, um, I sat down, and he, it was like a lemonade. It looks to me like a le- like, and, and but when I tasted that, wow! I'm gonna tell you, wow! The four and the millennium also, wow! It, it, you know, I'm not gonna tell you how it tastes because it's undescribable. Okay, with something tastes so great that you haven't tasted. You know, we haven't had lemon taste so good in, in maybe millions of years. How old the earth is. And so it's hard to give an idea how good it is until you go in there, because you're going to be there within days, in person, drinking one. And you're going to say, wow, let me step for this. You're going to have to sit and enjoy the flavor. Enjoy the taste. And you'll be like, wow, wow, wow. And we had this thing on earth years ago. What happened? What happened to earth? Well, we know what happened. So please look forward to the things of God. Look forward for God, your Father in heaven has for you. He has so much for you. The Lord who went to the cross for us. So you can come to heaven and, and enjoy these things that are so little in the kingdom of God. But these are things you can enjoy. And then you don't gain a pound in heaven. Look at that. Your body, you drink it. You don't need to go to the bathroom. Your body, it absorbs the flavor around to your body. Mm-hmm. And you just, okay. you know, enjoy it. And you don't need to go to the bathroom. Nothing. You don't. And you can eat and not have to go to the bathroom in heaven. Ever. And you have a home without a bathroom. Lovely home, beautiful mansion, ready for you. That's, you know. That's when we enter. Uh, that's when we enter perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the Lord said, you know, be perfect. Well, that's about, that's what's about to happen. You know, in the world yeah. of God, perfection. Yeah. Now we have we have a lot of imperfections. You know, every human being on earth. But yes, that perfection that Paul talks about in Philippians. You know. Um, we're about to receive, and that's going to happen to the to 
to us, you know, the bride that's about to happen, that when all those imperfections that we know of now are about to about to end, you know. You know, here uh, full of imperfections everywhere. Everywhere we go, it's it's full of imperfections. But we're about to enter that place. You know, us will become perfect beings. You know, because um, that's what the Lord has said in His Word, and and we're about to enter a perfect place as well. Amen. Yeah. It's gonna be so awesome. It's, I mean. Yeah. Wow. How can you describe something so great? Yeah. And the Lord who loves us. You know, I love it when Jesus said it in um, John. John, let me go to John. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He says in John uh, 3, 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Unless a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. That which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of spirit is spirit. And the reality is that we've, we've been born of spirit. Why are we getting a glorified body? Because we're born of spirit. That's why when we receive Christ, marvel now that I say these things that you may be born again. The wind bloweth there, the where? Well, thou hearest the sound thereof, but... It cannot tell where it comes, neither where it goes. So everyone that is born of the Spirit, in reality, when we move in the power of the Holy Spirit, and, and you know, we're, we're going to be like the wind. Like my brother told he can go, and, and he grew a five body, and I'd be like, where did he go? Because you go so fast, you go like the wind. Boom, you and you can be in London right now. And I'm still like, where's Brother Tony go? You know? Before I can turn my head, you're already gone. <laughs> so it's such a speed that you're going to have to communicate and say, Brother, I'm going to London right now. Okay. I know exactly where you're in London because you just said it. Yeah. And I know you'll be there in a second. So, you know, I believe why the Lord's putting us in groups so we can communicate. And say, look, I'm going here and going there. The Lord told me to go there. So, okay. So when someone said, where's Brother Tony? Oh, he's in London. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And they'll know right away that you're there in less than a second. So mm-hmm. you're there already. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're packing your back to go there. You're yeah. already there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you, Lord. Jesus answered and said unto him, Thou art a master of Israel, and I know these things. Very, very, I said unto thee, We speak what we know and testify what we've seen, and we see not our witness. So all these things that the Lord is speaking to us, he knows and he has seen them because he's coming from heaven. He's God, yeah. you know. And, and the promise he's making us, the promise of things he's seen and promise of things he's heard. Because remember, the Father is the one that tells him. Father God spoke to me a few weeks ago when he says, I will, my mighty power will be on you. Mm-hmm. See, he's telling us the things that we're going to have. And then we're going to see them display in our own lives, which is so awesome, my brother and sisters. Mm-hmm. See, if I had told you earthly things, and you believe it or not, how should you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Mm-hmm. And this is where the complication come about. You know, people love to hear about heaven, those that really believe, but there's a lot of people that have trouble receiving the things of heaven. 
Because these are the things I know I'm seeing, especially because we're going to have to wait a little to see them. We will see them, though. Everything the Word of God says, speak about, describe to us, we're going to see. We're going to see the kingdom of God. We're going to see the angel. We're going to see the redeemer. We're going to see the bride. We're going to see Jesus. We're going to meet with Father. We're going to see the Holy Spirit. Everything that we've been talking about, we're going to see face to face. So God preferred that we believe because we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, not wait for you to get to heaven. And No, be in faith now. Work by faith now. Believe by faith now. Now in your heart, in your own life, make the decision to believe God in his mighty promise. And walk by this faith. No man have ascended unto heaven, but he that hath come down from heaven, even the Son of the Son of Man who is in heaven. So where was Jesus at the same time he was speaking with them? Look, Jesus tells them, because Brother Body asked, asked the Lord, uh, where was he when he came down to the cross? You know, because that was a belief. You know, the Bible says that Jesus came down from heaven, gave up his glory, and came down to be a servant. And immediately you assume that he was not in heaven. He was down here when he was doing this thing. But look what Jesus said about himself. He says, look, no man have ascended unto heaven, but he that came down from heaven. Look what he says. Even the Son of Man. And then what he finished saying. Who is in heaven. He was there was speaking with Nicodemus. But he also said, who is where? In heaven. He was in both places at the same time. And the Lord says to Larry, no, I was in my throne where I've been with my father, and I was also doing, uh, being crucified, going through it. Think about that one now. Can you receive that one in your spirit? Hey, oh, that's too much. Thank you, Lord. Because he says to himself, even the Son of Man, okay, the same one that came down, he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, who is in heaven? He's in both places. He's right there speaking with Nicodemus, and he was in heaven at the same time doing some other things. Yeah. Explain that yeah. one. That's why he's only presence. Yeah. He's God. That's what the Lord's been telling us for you. He is God. He can be in all these places at the same time yeah. without any problem. God doesn't have problem. God is the solution to every problem. Yeah. He doesn't have problem. We do. But this is why we need to cry out to him and say, Lord, help us. Help me. Help help us, Lord. And then he'll help us with a problem. But even crying out to God takes us discipline and obedience. Because do we, when we have a problem, do we, do we immediately cry out to God? Sometimes it takes us a few hours a day to do so. But God wants us to do it right away. Because that's how Jesus did it. Every time Jesus had a problem... He, he left the disciple most of the time alone. I say alone. He never left them alone. He was there with them all the time because he's only present in spirit. He was with them. Yeah. But he would leave them where they were looking <clears throat> for him, and they didn't know where he went, and he went to prayer with the Father. You know? Why? Because he trusted on the Father always, teaching them to trust on God always, trusting in no matter what's going on. 
because they got stone on their head. They're about to kill me. So what? Trust on God. Do not lean on your own understanding. Because that's what we do. We see a problem and we cower. You know? And that allows the enemy to try to take advantage of the situation. But as long as we cry out to God in any situation, he'll help us. He'll deliver us. You know? Thank you, Lord. He's so awesome. He is so good. So as Moses lifted up the serpents in the wilderness, there was a problem. Everybody was being sick. People were dying by the serpent. But as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so much the Son of Man will be lifted. Why is it so important that Jesus will be lifted on the cross? Why was it so important, you may ask? Why was it so important that Jesus went to the cross and be crucified and died for everyone? Why was it so important? Why was it so important that he will be on the cross? That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. What is the half? What do we have inside the Holy Spirit? Everlasting life. See? It was important for him to be lifted on the cross. Okay? It was important for him to be lifted up. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, be hanging on the cross, crucified, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's why it was important that he was lifted on the cross. Painful. Nailed through his arm and leg. Painful. I heard doctors talking about the crucifixion. That the weight of his body on his arm was suffocating him, with with um, was cutting the airflow out of him, and and that's why he he died so quickly, because remember, Rabbi was worried that Jesus would die after the the the, the a six p.m. the Shabbat, but since he is the Lord of Shabbat. And he's the one that gave the Shabbos to the Jewish people, the rest. He himself was he himself had to keep Shabbos. So he kept Shabbos by dying before Shabbos and being buried before Shabbos. For Shabbat, my brother and sister. Gave him a, he gave him a window for them to bring down his body, prepare his body for the, for the funeral, Bring bring him into the into the tomb quickly, lay his body down, my brother and sister. Close the the the, the door, close what do they call it? the stone? Put on the stone before the the, the tomb, because it was heavy, and they needed man to move it together at the same time, so it was really uh, uh, difficult to move the stone. So they all moved the stone together, covered the the, the tomb before sex. I'm talking about minutes before six that they had before they can do all this, and they were able to accomplish all that because they cannot. They could not see if they get caught in between bringing the Lord's body to the tomb. It would have been sick. They have to drop everything right there and go rest. But God, God is so perfect that God made sure that they have plenty of time to bring him down from the cross, go prepare his body, 
and get them ready for the tomb and bring them in and, 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 and put them the stone in front of it. Then they went, the rabbi went to the, to the high priest. Uh, they went to, I think it was before Pilate, so that he would put soldier near the tomb so it would be protected, you know, of, of, of the people supposedly stealing the body and then claiming the resurrection because Jesus had said he would resurrect on the third day. So they were concerned all about that. But God opened that window of time for that because at the same time they were doing this, Jesus, who was in heaven in control, was making sure all this would be done. And that's the amazing part of it. How can he be dead and still be reigning? No one take my life, he says, but I lay it down on myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to raise it again. It's not incredible. One day we'll be laughing with the Lord about this in heaven. Lord, how could you do this? He look at us and say, am I, am, am I not God? So yes, you are, Lord. Worthy to be worshipped. All this, he's in heaven and his throne, making sure all these things get done to his own body. His own body himself. Lord, how is this possible? He has all power here in the earth. He told us so many times he told us he's in control. He told us he's in control of our lives and everything. You know? But it took us years to receive that God is in control. I don't need to worry. I don't need to concern. It takes time with us. But God is patient. God is long-suffering is the word. Long-suffering is when you tell someone something that you know is true, but it hurts you to receive that that person don't receive it yet. It hurts the Lord knowing all things that for us, we doubt, we question, and then he's long-suffering. He's suffering all this with us through the way because we're having a hard time to receive it. Because uh, I don't know if it's too much for us, our time, but he's loving. He's good, my brother and sister. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And then he says, So God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but has everlasting life. For God has not sent his son into the world to commend the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That might be saved is the question of whether the world will receive salvation. And we were in the world one time and we received him. So he, he's talking about some of us would and some of us were not. Clearly. That he that believeth in him it is not condemned. But he that believeth not is already condemned. It's condemned already. Because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son. And this is the question that many people, why don't many people understand? That many people that are in the world today, because he was referring to the world in verse 17. See? He had not sent his son into the world to condemn the world. That's, that's not what Jesus did. Okay? When does the world come condemned? Come under by seeing in the RFID. When they make the choice to take the by seeing and take the RFID. So my brother I was praying for, and Jesus took me into the Great Tribulation. He had a, because he's been vaccinated, a strong desire because of the Bicene to take the RFID. The reason why they introduced the Bicene first 
the COVID-19 vaccine. And so people will have a strong desire to go take the RFID, which is the final condemnation. Final condemnation. And the moment they take the, the mark of the beast in the right hand or on the forehead, which is ready now, it's been ready, they are condemned, condemned forever to hell in the lake of fire. Okay? My brother and sister. So through the, this is why Jesus says to me that the, by seeing in the, in the mark of the beast is the same thing. Because they are both tied in the regard that when the person gets vaccinated, that demon inside job is to lead the body to get the, the, the mark of the beast. That's why Satan puts a demon there. You go run and get this mark in your right hand. And you for surely have that body forever. It's practically to steal the body from the person that didn't remove that is, you know. But if we're praying, Jesus showed me, I will not allow them to put the RFID in the right hand, the mark of the beast. I will not allow it. The Lord showed me. If we pray for our family who've been vaccinated. Because the devil, what the men, the devil means for evil, God's going to turn it around for good. God knows the plan of the devil and death. And it's to get the vaccinated one to take the mark of the beast. Because that's the final condemnation. Once they get that in the right hand or on the forehead, there will be no forgiveness for that. Because if you think the vaccine changes the DNA, you have no idea what the mark of the beast does to it. It is. I would say I'm repairable, but there's nothing impossible with that. But it's really damaging. Revelation tells you what happens to those that receive the mark of the beast. They are condemned to the lake of fire. So it's unrepairable, the damage. It's unrepairable. The damage is unrepairable. They are condemned to the lake of fire. My brother, my seventh time, God says in Revelation, that they will... It says that they will not overcome death, one of them. They will not overcome death. The second death. My brother and sister. And the second death comes after people finally need to make a choice at the end of the millennium. Because there's going to be a choice to be made. But we have already made a choice for the Lord. Hallelujah. This is, this is a no-brainer for us. We know who we want to serve already. We're making a choice for Jesus. My brother and sister, when the Antichrist, remember when Father showed me a few months ago, the Antichrist came, Obama began his reign, he immediately sent all the army to make sure all, all those that are now vaccinated against the vaccine, and also uh, the RFID. The RFID is the key. You know, people think that the Antichrist is going for people to put the vaccine now. He wants the RFID in them. That will assure him that that person belongs to him. And there will be no, no rising against him. They will obey him, whatever he says. My brothers and sisters, I was speaking with someone when this was happening. And I saw when this person got the mark in the right hand and immediately changes. They, the person immediately was condemned. And God was speaking to me. My brother and sister about people should have been ready. People should have been repenting. People should have been serving a son. 
seeking God already. My brother insisted. In other words, you already have to already make your choice for Jesus. If you say you serve Jesus now, you need to be repenting daily. You should already been seeking the Lord, not waiting. What are you waiting for? There's no time to wait anymore. This is the last of the last. We're in the last second, I would say millisecond, millisecond before judgment begins and then three days of judgment. My brother and sister, I will not be surprised if this year is not over before that earthquake hit this nation. A judgment began to hit the world like never before. I will not be surprised because I'm expecting it. I'm expecting this to begin any day now. I've been saying it for months. This judgment I saw, it's, and the Lord has confirmed it to me, it's about. He's not giving me a day or hour or months. But I know that any day, any moment, the judgment begins. I won't surprise if something happened this month. Because I know things are close, close, close. But only God knows that they are now again. I have to say that. I just know in my spirit. I've seen them in the spirit. I know in my spirit. It's close. It's closer than ever. My brother and sister. So I told my brother, told him, we need to stay and repent. We need to fear for ourselves. Fear. Pray for salvation. 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 That we may be found worthy to escape. Fearing God, we're trembling in fear. It's where we need to be now for ourselves and anybody else. Just praying for people. That God would have mercy and save their soul. That at that very moment, they can repent and they can escape. Before it's too late, my brother and sister. I want you to hear this, brother. Um, that wants to have um, unrepairable. Thank you, sister. What is it? Uh, what kind of business he wants to have in heaven, he said? A uh, bakery. A bakery. This brother wants to have a bakery in heaven. I want you to hear him about his testimony and what he's been talking with the Lord in these past days. It's very encouraging. Very, very encouraging. Listen to him. Thank you, Lord. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris Eastep, your host here on Global Rapture Watchers, where we know the Lord Jesus Christ is on his way, and we're waiting to be able to go home with our Lord and Savior. Make sure you share, subscribe, like this video. Also, make sure you put your prayer request in the bottom. Thank you for all your support on Buy's Coffee and all the letters that we receive. Everything to help this channel is in the description box. We never ask for help, but many of you do it anyway. And also, always thank you for anyone who supports us through stickers and super stickers here on YouTube. Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. Share, subscribe, like this video. Hope everybody out there is having a good Labor Day weekend. I actually forgot it was Labor Day as usual. I forget everything. I didn't under, didn't realize until I went out this morning and tried to get the mail before I get to work. I'm still at work right now. I've got one of my clients at the store. She's going in to do some of her shopping for this month. So it's a little hot out here. I hope everybody out there is having a pleasant Labor Day. I noticed there was a lot of stuff going on this morning. There was some more attacks through Russia last night, and there was some stuff that happened around the Romanian border with Russia. 
some drones that had literally went past and actually fell in UN territory. That happened last night late, so don't know what to think of that yet and see what happens with it. But I was noticing also that the UN talking about a lot of stuff that's coming up in this UN meeting, which we all know is around the 18th and 19th, right around the Feast of Trumpets, which God has confirmed to us that is the seven-year covenant with many that's going to take place. So definitely you're seeing a lot of things working themselves out for the tribulation. We're very close. I know a lot of people saying, well, we're probably going to be here another year. I just I don't see it, people. I don't know about you guys, but I just don't see it. With more lockdowns and everything coming, and what's happening around the world with the UN and all these agendas that they're, they're right now working on. And I think the biggest sign, I do believe, was what happened in Maui. Because that was no accident. No accident at all. And I don't think you all, I think you all know that also. I think this is, I think that, and here's the funny thing is, they mentioned this during all this the other night. And they said, uh, the only way to use those kind of weapons and they're saying you have to map out that and just think what his monkey work's been talking about now for the past six months about them surveying everything. Well, they've got to survey everything to know how to, where everything is. So you see where I'm going with this. And that's something to keep your eyes on. So I, I just don't, I don't see any way of us being here much longer. I just, I just don't. I mean, there's so much evil right now in the world, and you're seeing it, and they're not even hiding it anymore. Another big story, uh, a guy, another thing from this Alexa thing at Amazon, if you have one of those, you need to throw it in the garbage. But literally, this guy asked it about the 2024 election, and it said, there will not be a 2024 election because of the war with Russia and China. And I'm like, what in the world? Now, that's not the first time I've heard that from this thing. There was another one not too long ago that said World War III would start in 2023, which I already, I've told people it will start this year. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen from now up until December, somewhere in there. It's going to happen, and it will happen suddenly. Now, here's the big thing I want you guys to pay attention to. I know we've been talking about a lot of things. And you, you know, you come to this channel because you know I'm keeping an eye on everything. On the 21st of this month, you can't make this stuff up. Is they're going to declare it a bit the day of peace and safety. 21st of September, people. What did Paul say when they say peace and safety? Sudden destruction will come upon them. People. I, God cannot. I don't. I don't know if God can do any more to tell us that we're leaving. I really don't. I mean, He's done everything, and there's still a lot of channels I see. They're just doubting it, and they're like, "Well, no, you know, it's probably just going to come and go, come and go. Nobody's seeing it." And I'm telling you, I think a lot. The world's about to get a rude awakening this time. I don't know why God would. I mean, everything in the Bible, it was prophecy and everything else. And what they're saying. When God says, when you see all these prophecies starting to look up. Well, we're seeing now like four or five that's actually taking place right in front of our eyes. I mean, when do we stop and say, okay, we're leaving? That's the question. 
when do we stop and say, okay, that's it? Because we're there. Had a long talk with Jesus last night. I was talking to him. And I think what I'm going to do in heaven, I want you all to be thinking about this too. What, what, what would you like to do? Make sure you leave it in the comments. I'd like to know what you all would like to do when you get to heaven. Uh, it's just, so, you know, let's get our minds off of this stuff. And I think it's very important that we talk about some things like this because we're very close. But I've decided I want to do a bakery. That's something that I do down here. I do a lot of baking and cooking. And I would love to have my own bakery. I would love that. And so, I was thinking about a name, and I mean, it's like the Holy Spirit popped a name in my head. And I was just like, Lord, you're really behind me with this thing. And so, when you get to heaven, I know a way for you all to find me a lot easier. My bakery is going to be called Taste of Heaven. That's what I'm going to call it courtesy of the Holy Spirit letting me know that. Uh, that was the name just popped in my head, and I was like, okay. So it's going to be Taste of Heaven. We're going to make cookies, bread, pizzas, you, you name it. It's going to be there. And I know there's going to be the crazy comments, and there's nothing like it. Yes, they are. There's many people saw shops in heaven. There's plenty, and it's called, uh, if you go to the main city in heaven, uh, it's like an emerald color. It's mostly glass. You'll, you can't miss it. You just go to the city. I will have the bakery there, and probably when in a millennial reign, I'll have it down here too. Probably close to Israel, down here. I wanted to have it in both places, but I'm going to have a massive garden where I grow everything that I, I fix. I was even thinking about last night about the ovens that I want to use and everything. I was I, asked, I was talking to Jesus about it for about an hour last night, and running it by Him, and what I'd like to do and. He was right. He was behind it all the way. Matter of fact, he said, as soon as I thought it, it was already there. So when you think about stuff down here, it already appears up there. So my family is already probably now noticing it and already starting to work on it because literally they can be up there with it right now and they've already seen it. Now a lot of people are going to say, oh, that's crazy. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to argue with these people and let them believe the way I have faith. People today have no faith whatsoever, and they don't want to think about their heavenly home. They want to think about it just down here. But let me tell you something. I'm getting ready to go home. If they want to stay down here, knock themselves out. By the way, at the end of this video, I'm going to play you all a video that was very that helped me a lot. If any of you all have questions about the rapture, I know there's still people who don't believe in it, and I'm not going to get in those arguments with them anymore. But literally, uh, this video that I'm about to, at the end of this video, that I want you all to watch... I want you to stay tuned after I get done with the show, and you're going to watch this video. Now, I was having a hard time after Mom passed about heaven, and I really, I was just, I was just really struggling. And God literally put this video in my uh, news thing on YouTube. It just showed up out of nowhere, and I, and I'm telling you, this video helped me especially if you've lost a loved one. And when I watched it, it just blew my mind. If you truly want to know there's a rapture, watch that video because that is confirmation after confirmation that there's a rapture. So if you're hardcore and don't truly believe in the rapture, you watch that, I guarantee you'll change your mind. But, you know, them, they'll say, well, that's just made, there's no way that could have been made up because it took three people that didn't, I mean, literally, to come up with a confirmation of the rapture. 
and it is coming very, very soon. Make sure we're, we're talking to people right now with making sure that they uh, know the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. And I, like always, it's in the description box. If you have any questions about you being saved and your salvation, watch those two videos. They're always at the top in the description box. They're going to be there until we get out of here, which is very soon, very, very soon. And, you know, just check yourself just to make sure you don't want to take any chances because we're this close to getting out of here. So you don't want to take any chances. I'm telling you. We're so close. But, yeah, definitely leave in the description box what you would like to do in heaven. Would you like to have a shop? What would you like to do? You know, there's so much about heaven that a lot of people don't think about. And it's so close, you better start thinking about what you would like to do up there and stuff like that. I've even talked about going and looking for seashells with Jesus. I even talked to him about it quite a few times. But when we get up there to go looking for seashells, and he said, he's already, I mean, the Holy Spirit is like, you'll never see seashells like you see up there. It's going to be remarkable because there is beautiful beaches up there. Beautiful beaches. There's beautiful everything. You're just, you'll never imagine how great and how beautiful it truly is until you get there. And I can't wait for each and every one of you. But always remember, if you get up there, just look for my little bakery and cafe. It will be called Taste of Heaven. And I'm, I, I'm so excited about it. I can't even wait to get up there to get it going and do that because that's, that's what I'll be doing for eternity, people. I like to make chocolates and everything else like that. I can't wait. I'm very excited about doing it. I've always thought about it. I'm like, what would I want to do when I get up there? And I'm telling you, that's, that's what's got me excited, just thinking about that. And it's like it just popped in my head. I'm like, yes, that's what I would like to do. So if you all want a job in heaven, because I do believe it's going to be a pretty big place that I'm going to be working with, because we're going to be sending stuff all, all over heaven. We'll be doing it down here, too, also during the thousand-year reign. So all kinds of great chocolates, breads, you name it. We're going to little bit do a little bit of everything. Cookies, I thought about having Noah's Ark cookies and stuff like that. and All kinds of different things. And the Lord is kind of rooting me on with it. He's as excited as I am that I want to do it. And there's quite a few places up there, quite a few little, quite a few shops. I don't know how it works up there. I don't know how the economy works in heaven. Some people say you don't, but you do get jewels and everything during the... Uh, the crowning ceremony so yeah there is an economy up there not like it is down here your home and everything's free and all that stuff you know it's it's basically like like nothing you could ever imagine imagine down here you have a business you don't have to pay for it you don't have to pay rent on the building that's what it's like in heaven it's just anything you want or what you can imagine it's pretty much there Jesus wants you to be happy. He created that. That's why I tell everybody, these people want to stay down here. They don't realize what, how great it's going to be up there. They just they don't have a clue. Up there's like nothing you've ever seen in your life. Imagine your greatest dreams, and, and this is better than all of them combined. That's what it's like to be in heaven, and we're so close to it. But open up your imagination. Have faith. Ask Jesus. Tell Jesus what you'd like to do when you get up there. Talk to him. He loves it. Trust me. I know. I talked to him about an hour about it. I've talked to him sometimes for two hours just over uh, rocks and seashells in heaven. And I, I asked him, I want to see his personal gardens and stuff like that. And he loves that. 
He loves for you to just talk to him about stuff like that. It's called faith. A lot of people don't have it. They don't sit and talk to Jesus. Let me tell you something. He's my best friend. I talk to him about everything. Like I talk to him about this bakery. And we're so close to being there. So don't hang your heads. I do believe we're very close. If you haven't watched uh, Aaron's video, it came out this morning. I watched a little bit of it before I went to work. It's an excellent video. God a minute. If you want some more confirmation how close we are, watch that because I'm telling you, the stuff just keeps adding up. I think we all know that we're soon to be out of here. We all know World War III is coming. What's happening in Ukraine and China and all these other places, it's, it's I'm telling you, with all the stuff that's happening in Africa and what happened with BRICS and everything with Israel being surrounded, it's all happening. Every bit of it is taking place like this seven-year covenant that's getting ready to take place. Just think, here in about, what, a week and a half from now? Just so happenly, right when the Revelation 12 sign shows up? Come on, people. Something's happening. Something remarkable's happening. I do believe the rapture is here. I don't know if it's going to happen during that time or not. I sure hope so. I know you guys do, too. I'm praying it is. I'm praying this is our last hurrah down here. No more sickness. No more death. Oh, my goodness. Trust me. I'm praying for it for you guys and me. I want you all to experience it along with me. I, don't, I want you all there. Every single one of you on here. I mean, I, I, so exciting. So exciting. And people are exciting that they want to stay down here in this dump. Oh, just blows my mind. But we're definitely getting close. I think we all know that. With all the news that I'm hearing around the world and what I'm seeing with the earthquakes, the sunspots, the Revelation 12 sign, the signs just keep building up and building up. So definitely, we're getting close. Now, I'm going to keep this program short today. I know it's Labor Day weekend. You're home with your families. So I'm not going to keep you long. But I just want to tell you guys I love you very much. Like I said, I will be adding that video to the end of this. I want you all to watch it. It's very exciting, and I think you all will really love it as much as I did, especially if you've lost a loved one. Uh, recently, this video helped me. This is the week I lost my mother, which will be Wednesday. And uh, I also want to remind you to keep your eyes open tomorrow. Now, God told me over a week ago we'd get a sign tomorrow. Something's going to happen tomorrow. It's also going to be a confirmation that we're definitely getting out of here soon. So we got to watch tomorrow. I don't know what it is. I don't even know what to look for, but I will be, we'll be watching for it tomorrow. I love each and every one of you. If I don't see or hear from you again, I'll see you in heaven. That was taking place. It's like watching a Star Wars movie and warp speed. Everything just went, you know, just into a streak and into a flash of light and boom. During your speech yesterday, you had mentioned that you had a uh, vision of the rapture. Yeah. Would you extend that? Yeah, and, and, and I said in that, uh, in, the, in that message I was uh, delivering, I was a little uncomfortable sharing that because I had never shared it publicly before. And as amazing as the whole story is, and I think even your audience would agree, by the time I'm finished, they're going to go, oh, my gosh, that's, it, that's unbelievable. And it would be unbelievable, except that, as you heard it, it, it is so witnessed and verified. 
by, by people who were there when these things happened to me and people were telling me things. You'll understand this as soon as I get into the story. But God finally, I mean, I kind of kept it to myself for years until he kept verifying. It was like the Lord saying, Carl, you must share this. My people need to know this. I didn't give this to you for you to just sit around and bask in. So here's how it went. I had a dream in the middle of the night. Like the Apostle Paul says, I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body. All I know is I was caught up to paradise. Well, I'm not claiming it was equal to that, but I'm saying it was more than a dream somehow. Because to this day, all these years later, it is so fresh. I can still smell the smells. I can still see the sights. Yes, I could smell smells. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was like I physically was somewhere else. Um, but it wasn't an out-of-body experience that I knew I was out of my body. It was I thought it was a dream until I woke up, and then it was so starting, startlingly real that um, it took me several years before I shared it with anybody because it kind of freaked me out. Here's what happened. So I go to bed, go to sleep. In my dream slash vision, whatever, I dreamed that I was standing in a field, and it was nighttime, and I was looking at the expanse of the sky, I mean, I might have been in big sky country or something. I mean, there's no mountains. There were no buildings in front of me, just the horizon, the beauty of the heavens. It was breathtaking. Behind me, I could hear the sounds of life. I could hear horns honking, people talking, conversations. I couldn't make out specific words, but like multitudes of people talking, cheering, maybe watching a ball game. Heard babies crying, you know, not in terror or anything, just baby talking, crying, and people talking. It was the sounds of life. I never turned around. I had, I don't know if I was prohibited from doing that. I had no inkling to do it. I was looking at the expanse of the sky. Beautiful, beautiful night hearing all of the sounds behind me of life, not a care in the world. As I was watching the stars and constellations, and I can remember my dream identifying a couple of the constellations that I know and, and literally seeing them. And, and then the next thing I know is that the stars begin to take on colors. And I see these colors in my dream. And I can remember thinking, not only is this beautiful, but this is very unusual. I don't know that I've ever seen this phenomenon before. And then I would see things streaking across the sky, maybe like a comet or something, but it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen with colors involved in it. And then some of the constellations began to kind of almost swirl, not, not like, like a fan, but I mean just kind of started moving like that. And then they started shifting positions a little bit. Then I can remember thinking, okay, something supernatural is going on. Now all this is happening in my mind as I'm watching. I'm still hearing the sounds of life. Then I hear the sounds of life behind me getting a little more panicked. It's like they're seeing it too, and they don't know what to make of it. I can remember that I didn't have a feeling of terror. I had a feeling of awe and wonder and, and thinking something is happening in the heavens. There's a, there's, a, there's a shifting. There's a shattering. There's something is going on. Supernatural. And then the stars appeared, literally, to fall from the sky, not just fall, but to be zooming towards the earth at the same time that it looked like, well, now I know the scriptures that talk about the heavens being rolled up like a scroll. It looked like almost like a dim dimensional shift that was taking place. And then the streaking coming down and then the sounds of life behind me, holy terror 
people were shrieking, screaming. You could hear people, oh my God, and they, you know, and then sirens were going off and warning sounds, and it was like something cataclysmic was happening. I'm still watching it. It was happening so quickly, and I remember thinking, well, why don't I don't have any fear in me? And the next thing I know, there is a presence beside me. I'm not allowed to look, or I didn't look, but I was aware that I was in the midst the arms of a presence or in, in the midst of a presence a, 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 a personal presence and the next thing I know I'm just being lifted up and I'm not and I'm not talking about some kind of cheesy movie of the rapture or anything it's just it was real it was smooth it was peaceful I look over to my left and now the whole time I hadn't looked left or right but now I look my left my wife is right there and she's such a woman of God. And she knew the Lord long before I did. And she's looking at me. She's smiling. And we just had this knowing look. We didn't even communicate, but we knew what was happening. And we get whisked up. And the next thing I know, it's like watching a Star Wars movie and warp speed. Everything just went, you know, just into a streak and into a flash of light. And boom, it's like we bursted through another dimension, if you will, a barrier of some sort. No fear ever. And I'm still aware of this presence, that we were under the control of a benevolent presence. And the next thing I saw was we busted through, I'm just going to call it a dimensional shift. We busted through another dimension. And before me was the most beautiful, it, it had to be what the earth looked like when it was first formed by the hand of God. Every, the colors were so vibrant. The smells, the air smelled like potpourri. I can still smell it sometimes. I saw what looked like villages. Um, Beautiful, beautiful little homes, and I could you flowers everywhere. You could hear children off in the distance just laughing, having a blast. People, the peace was overwhelming. The sun was just magnificent, and and I can remember asking the presence, "Is this heaven? Is this paradise?" And then I heard the voice, and it just said, "This is where you will live forever. Welcome home." And I looked at my wife, she smiled, and I woke up. And like I shared with the congregation, I was, I was furious. I did not want to wake up. I, I thought that's got to be what dying is like for a believer. Once you're there, you don't want to go back. I mean, even if there are loved ones behind, you know somehow it's all going to be taken care of. You don't want to go back, not after smelling and tasting and seeing this. The Apostle Paul said that. He said, look, I'm telling you, your mind can't conceive. Your ear has never heard. Your eyes have never seen. And he was caught up to paradise. He's the one that said, I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body, but I went somewhere. And I saw things and I heard things that I'm not even permitted to tell at all. So I had something similar to that happen to me. I'm not comparing myself to the Apostle Paul. My experience was not, not near as complete or as detailed as his or John's or Daniel's. But, but that happened to me. Now, it was so real and so profound it was unlike anything. I thought to myself, before I share this with anybody, if I ever do, I'm going to give it some days and some weeks to see if it kind of goes away. You know how you can have a vivid dream and you think, well, I'll never forget that. And then three months later, you don't remember anything. It's gone. Okay. So I just thought, let me just see if that happens. Well, the weeks went by and all I could do was think about it. I'm, not all I could do, but often I would think about this and just, just kind of like go into ecstasy just like close my eyes oh please let me go back please so I, I caught myself going to sleep at night saying Lord could you take me back there just take me back there but it, it, it never happened I never had anything like that before then I've never had anything like that since then so 
here's what I shared with the congregation. Because now your, your viewers are listening. They say, well, that's pretty cool, but you, know, you could just have bad pizza that night. Or, or you could be lying. You could be making this up. So I, I know that. This is why I didn't share it. But here's what happened. Some years later, I don't know, three, four, five years later, my wife and I are very close. We have been since we were married. And we try every afternoon if we're together. I travel a lot before we're together. Just sit down, have a cup of coffee, just talk for a little, an hour, just talk. So we were doing that one day, years after my dream. I, I, several times I started to tell her this dream, but I just, I just hesitated. I, I just thought, you know, I, I know my wife would believe me, but it's so amazing. How do you describe that? How do you describe that beyond a dream? How do you say it was a dream, but it wasn't? It was more than that. How do you describe that? I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to put it in words, so I didn't. Well, anyway, years later, sitting down, having coffee, my wife is there, and I, um, I said, I've, I, I got to tell you something that happened to me. And I said, please don't think I'm crazy. And she kind of laughed. Well, I already think that. You know, we, we've known each other since we were ten. So I mean, we're great buddies, and we're having a good time. And I said, um, so I told her just what I related to you. She's just spellbound looking at me. She doesn't say a word. And I'm thinking, she thinks I'm nuts. But when I finished, these were her words. She said, you need to ask your grandson about his rapture dream. She says, I said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? She says, just, he's coming this afternoon. And um, he, he had it years ago when he was just a little boy. I don't know, like maybe three or four years old. And now, now he's much older. She says, but he's coming this afternoon to the house. She says, I'm not going to say a word to him. And um, she said, when he walks in the door, sit him down and just say to him, his name's Parker. Parker, tell me about your rapture dream. And she said, I want you to just be quiet and listen to him. I said, okay. I, I didn't have it. I said, why are you being so mysterious about this? She said, you're going to love it. You need to ask him. So I'm thinking, well, he's had something similar. You know, I didn't know. So he comes. I ask him, come, hey, come in, come in and ask him. Before we go, I think we're going to play a little golf that day or something. I said, before we go, I said, sit down for me. I want to talk to you. And so I asked him, I said, uh, he, he calls his grandmother Giggy. He, that's how he was trying to say grandmother when he was one year old, I think. And it just stuck. So he, I said, Giggy said to ask you about your rapture dream. Well, he, he kind of snapped his head around and looked at her like, is it okay if I tell him? And he looked back. He said, sure. And he said, um, I've never told it to anybody but Giggy. And I said, uh, okay, well, she told you to tell me because I've got something to tell you. And he said, okay. First words out of his mouth. Well, Papa, he said, I was standing in a field and I was, and I was looking up and this guy, basically he describes everything that happened to me. I mean, seriously, he said, he said, I hear, he didn't call it the sounds of life. He said, I heard people behind me. He said, it sounded like a big city, but he said, I didn't turn around. I never saw it. I just heard it. And he said, but I'm looking at the sky. And he said, then the stars started moving. And I thought, how freaky is that? And he said, they started changing colors. And then and he describes the whole thing, except he, got, he has more detail. He gets it right up to the point where everything's kind of, the dimensions are shifting. The sky, the sky is like streaks are coming down, like the stars are falling from the heavens. And then he says, but I realized, Papa, that these weren't stars. These, these were angelic beings. And he says, and we were swept up. And he said, I was swept up. And he said, it was like I was in some kind of like a chariot or something. And he said, and there was an angel that was, had his arms around the whole thing. He said, I saw him. He said, I talked to him. And he says, and then we were whisked. And he says, and you and Gigi were there. And, 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 and I think he called it a couple of his mom, dad, people he knew. 
And he said, I saw their faces and, and we're just going. But he said, but it wasn't a long trip. It was instant. And the next thing you know, he says, we're in, and I forgot what he called it, paradise. I'm going to use the word in this beautiful place, whatever a small kid would say. And he kind of describes it like me. And then, he said, and then I woke up. And I said, that, and then my wife's over there now. She's got tears and she's looking, she said, I told you. She says, y'all had the very same dream. She said, that's impossible. Unless God's speaking. Well, this story gets more fantastic, as you know, because you heard it. So I'm listening to all this. I'm celebrating that. I said, have you told your mom and dad? They said, no. I said, do you mind if I tell them? He said, no, I don't mind at this point. So I told them. They were blown away by the whole thing. Okay, so that's cool. Now it's a family thing. And, of course, we all believe each other. Now, my grandson, when he was just little, I don't know, three or four, he didn't know anything about chariots and angels and rapture. But yet, that's the dream he had. And he's describing it now that he's older. He's saying that's what happened. He didn't know anything about mine, so how could he have made up the stars and the colors and the people behind them? And you know, it's, it's exactly the same as mine. So, but now it's in the family, and we're kind of glorying in it, celebrating in it, enjoying the peace of it, and we're all thinking, what does this mean? And I'm, and we all kind of came to the same conclusion that this God's revealing stuff because you can get on the internet, read about Jesus' visions, that Jews are having Jesus' visions, Muslims are having rapture dreams. Some people are seeing hell, some people are seeing heaven. They die, they come back. They're, it's all over the place. And it's just like exploding forward. And people may say, well, maybe people have, in every generation have had this. Yeah, but not every generation has had, has had a thing called the Internet and YouTube and, and Facebook. And so now it's everywhere. People are talking about it. So I told my family, I said, I don't know. I said, I'm a preacher of the word. We're a minister's family. We all have ministries. And through the mouth of a child, see, Psalm says, out of the mouth of babes, I will... You know, give my praise. Then through the mouth of, of I'm going to call myself an old man, you know, a pastor, preacher, a grandfather. Um, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will dream dreams. Your old men will have visions. Doesn't the Word of God say that? Old Testament and New Testament. So here's this little boy, a child, a son, a grandson, who's prophesying, if you will. Papa, it, it was the rapture. Okay? I'm an old man. I'm having a vision slash dream of something that matches exactly what he has. So we're just, just, just in the family. That's all we've told. Then, about five or six years later, we're just getting on with life. I'm preaching. I'm doing conferences. My son comes with me. He's a grown man. You've probably seen him or met him. We are at a prophecy conference in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's in the spring. It has snowed that spring. Snow's all over the ground. The people in Minnesota are mad about it. I'm loving it. Having a great time. Conference center packed out. It's a big church, and so it's packed out. I don't, it probably held a thousand people, and it was packed. Foyer is huge. They had our table set up for the speakers at the foyer. So I had just finished preaching, and I'm out in the foyer, and because I had just finished, people flocked around my table. Not that I'm such a great speaker. It's just I had just finished. So I come out, I go to my table, had, a, had written a couple books, and there they are. Boom. They're just piled in. My son's standing over to my left. You know, um, just like at my book table, I don't sell books, but I'm there to talk to people, minister to people, pray with them, maybe sign them if they want their book signed. But my son, is he's handling all the money and the credit cards and everything and answering people's questions about the books. So that's going on at the table. Crowd of people, people right, right in the front are talking to me. Hey, can you sign this? And what's this book about? And, you know, so we're having those conversations. And just I'm looking over the crowd. I'm tall like you are, not as tall as you are, but I'm, I'm tall. And so I can see right over the crowd. And I see this young woman making her way through the back of the crowd, kind of snaking her way through, kind of 
kind of sweetly pushing people aside, trying to get up front. And I'm thinking, bless her heart, she wants to come up here bad, but I'm thinking somebody's going to slap her because, I mean, you know, everybody's trying to get to me. She's just breaking ahead. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, there's always one in every crowd, right, you know? And so I'm thinking that about her, bless her heart. And I see when she gets closer, she's, she's crying. Not boohooing yet, but just tears, and her eyes are swelled. And I said, oh, bless her heart. She's got some, some heart issues here. She's wanting to talk to the preacher, you know. Well, she got almost down to the front line. She was standing a couple rows back looking at me. She's kind of looking at me like she wanted to engage me. And then I saw her just kind of get discouraged, and she turned and walked back through. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, I, I, I wanted so bad to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. But I couldn't because I'm signing books and people were talking. But I'm watching all of this. And she goes out. I watch her go out the foyer to the big front doors of the church, and she, go, she, she goes out. And I said, well, I'll never see her again. I said, Lord, I, I don't have a clue what that was about. But, and Brandon said something about, did you see that girl that left? I said, yeah, I saw it. I, I don't know what that was about. And he said, yeah, I don't either. So we're going on. Well, anyway, after a while, the crowd's thinning a little bit. But about 15 minutes later, I'm just still looking over the crowd, talking to people. The door's open. I'm seeing people come and go. I see her again. And she comes in, and she starts kind of making her way through the crowd again, but it's much less now, so she's, it's a lot easier. And I'm thinking, all right, now this time I'm going to talk to her because obviously something's on her mind. She finally gets up. She comes and stands on the side of the table, and I'm signing my last book here. And she's, Pastor, can I talk to you? And she's still got swollen eyes and tears. She's wiping tears off her cheek. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, what's your name? She said, my name's Veronica. And I said, well, what's on your heart? I took her hand and said, what's on your heart? I said, something's bothering you. And Brandon's still kind of, you know, he's putting the money in. He's stacking the books up. And, but he's keeping his eye on old pops over here, you know. She says, while you were preaching, God spoke to me. And she says, God, God, I've never heard the voice of God before. And she says, I didn't hear it in my ears, but I heard it in here. And she said, he told me that I had to talk to you, that you had the answer for me, that you would know the answer to my question. Well, I had no clue where she was going, and so I wanted to be humble about it. Like, I, I don't know everything, <laughs> but if God told you, maybe I will know. And she says, it's, it's about... It's about a dream I had, and God told me that you could interpret it. Now, remember, this has been years since I've had these. I had the dream to talk to my sons. I'm not even thinking about that. I mean, it's been years, five or six, seven years. And all I'm hearing is I need you to interpret a dream. Well, I know that that's done, and I know God can give people that gift, and I know it's in the Bible. But I've never advertised or considered myself to be an interpreter of dreams. I don't even know my own dreams, you know. Most of now, the rapture dream is the one dream in my life. I understand that. But I've had other things where I've had to just say, you know, I just, I ate something bad tonight. That's all I can think. You know, I, I mean, it seems like it might be spiritual, but I just can't figure that out. So I just forget about it. Well, she says, I want you to interpret this dream. God told me you can interpret it. And I'm thinking, all right, either she didn't hear from God or God's getting ready to give me a gift to interpret this girl's dream. So I'm, I'm ready. I said, well, just tell me and I'll tell you. I said, now, I'm not going to try to pretend like I know something. If I don't have a clue, I will tell you. And I hope it doesn't hurt your feelings. But I said, I, I, don't, I don't jerk people's chains on that. If I don't know what it is, I'll... she says, okay. She said, I was standing in a field. When she said those words, I didn't know where she was going to go. But my son grabbed my jacket. He just kind of like, Dad, listen to this now. She says, and I was looking up in the sky. And I was looking at the stars, and when she said that, I mean, I'm, I'm about to break down. And I'm looking at her, and she's, she's, 
And then she starts describing the whole scenario. I hear the people behind me. I hear children. She said, I wasn't allowed to look. And she said, then the stars started moving. Now, my son Brandon, who's the father of my grandson, who knows all of that, he, he just says, he grabs my arm again. He says, oh, my gosh, Dad. And, and, and Veronica stops and says, do you know what this is about? And Brandon said something like, he's had the same dream. And, and she goes, what? And I said, yes, finish what you're saying. And she said, well, I'm almost finished. She says, so the stars come and they fall out of the sky. And then she says, and, and she says, and I just screamed and I got on the ground and covered my head and, the star, and then I woke up. And she says, what, what was that? She says, it was so real. This happened to me months ago. And she said, I told my husband and we came to this conference. She said, I would need an answer to this. She said, it was so real. I can't get it out of my mind. And you're and she says, you're telling me you had the same dream? I said, exactly. Except my dream went further and I know what it is. And she goes, oh my gosh, God did speak to me. You know, I said, Veronica, I know what the answer is to this dream. And I said, now this is a thousand people in Minneapolis. I'm from Florida. And, and, you know, and she describes my dream and my grandson's dream. And I saw her come and go and ask her, I said, why did you leave? She said, well, I just, I got scared. And, and then I couldn't get to you and my husband and my children. I got, she said, I've got little children out in the car. She said, I went out there and just bawled. And my husband said, you must go back in. You must talk to him. God told you to. So she said, I finally got up the courage and came back. And she said, I'm so glad. So she says, what's the dream? And I said, it was the rapture. And I said, apparently, I need to talk to you about your relationship with the Lord, because apparently you were getting ready to miss it, because you were. And she starts crying. She said, I've just given my life to the Lord recently. And she says, yes, I, I agree. She says, and, and I need to come back to the Lord. She said, I've been so far from the Lord. Um, uh, and she says, and, and, and that's all I can think is that God's trying to tell me something bad is getting ready to happen if I don't get right with him. And she said, I feel like I need to be in ministry. She said, I don't mean preaching or teaching. She said, I just need to be investing my life somehow in the gospel ministry. And she says, and I said, so I said, well, let me tell you what happens after the stars fall. I said, those are not stars, those are angelic beings. And it was the rapture. And we do go up and we bust through dimensions and barriers like, you know. And, and I said, and then the next thing you know, you're in paradise. And she said, oh, my gosh. And I said, well, let me tell you, I can't even describe to you what it smells like, what it looks like, what it sounds like. And she says... I knew, I knew, I knew it was probably had something to do with the rapture. And, and I said, well, yes. I said, that's all I can tell you. That's all I know. But I said, my grandson has had this exact same dream. I've had it. Um, my, my, my wife, his grandmother, witnessed him telling it to her. Years went by. He tells it to me. I tell it to his mom and dad. We all go over it together, talk about it. And now more years have gone by. You come to me from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And you're standing here telling me the same dream and that God told you I knew what it was. I said, so this is not a coincidence. This is not bad pizza. This is God speaking. And then she said, well, I'm not really from Minneapolis. She says, um, she says I come from uh, Peru. And I said, Peru? This is what makes the story even more fantastic. I said, me and my church have been involved in Peru for 17 years at that point in huge mission work. And um, we've got a school for 
children that can't go to school, and we finance the whole thing. We go down there, we do crusades, we take clothing, and back in then they really needed it. We're in a very poor area. Take clothing and medicine. We take medical missionaries. And so we're very attached to the people. I said, I've watched little three- and four-year-olds grow up into young men and women, and they graduate from our school. Some of them get scholarships to college. And families are saved. We get them in a church there. And I said, so I'm very attached to Peru. This is amazing, Veronica. I said, where are you from? She says, well, it's just, a, it's just a, it's a place you've probably never heard of. It's Comas, Lima, Peru. I said, that's where our school is. Our school is in Comas. She said, what? I said, it's called the Jack Goldfarb Christian School, named after an associate pastor of mine that's passed away who was from Peru. And he, she says, I just live a few blocks down the street from there. I know people that work there. I said, this is getting freakier by the moment. You know, so we had a conversation. We loved on each other and prayed. And, and I asked her, I said, can I tell this story? Can I use your name? She says, yes, Pastor. Please feel free. Maybe that's a part of how I can be used for God's kingdom. But, so I've shared it with my church privately several times. I say privately. I mean, I, not on TV or radio or at a conference, just at my church. And, and every time I do, they're blown away by it. And then I have people come up to me just privately and say, I didn't have a dream like that, but I had a rapture dream too, and I can't get it out of my mind. So even at this conference, I've had probably 20 people, and there's you know, hundreds of people here, but I had about 20 people come to my table over the past couple of days saying, I didn't have that dream, but I had something very similar where I was caught up. And thank you for sharing that, because now I know I'm not going crazy. See, there's no telling what God's speaking to people, His people, but people don't know how to share it with an unbelieving world. Thank you once again for tuning in to Global Rapture Watchers, where we do daily updates here on YouTube, letting you know that we're one day closer to our Lord and Savior coming back. Thank you for all the support for this channel. This channel was created for God's sheep, those that are waiting for their Lord and Savior to come back and get us in these last days. We do updates once to two times a day here on YouTube. Thank you for all your support for the channel. God bless each and every one of you.